We are going to tax you to breathe. It's for the earth. And I've seen Bill Gates say in that little uh, yuppie voice, and then what we need to do is get this graph down to zero on carbon dioxide being output on the earth. How are we going to do that? Well, humans are the main thing, and we, we put out individually this amount at the TED conference. What do you think about that? Everybody goes, ah, and he goes, that's right. We've got to get this down to zero. And he puts his clicker and puts an image of a human up there. And all the little anti-human control freaks, you know, that mommy never disciplined, like get off on the thrill of, ah, we're going to kill everybody. And Gates laughs with, and then there's a, I should do a special newscast on this on the nightly news where I just show a little giggling about killing us. The giggling about killing us at TED conference. The giggling about killing us at another conference where he said, if you, okay, mm -hmm, wise old Nellies that rule us. If we um, get rid of grandma and don't give her end of life care, we hire 10 teachers. What do you think about that? And I was like, oh yeah. Uh. I mean, it's just like scum, Nazi filth, trash, garbage, maggots. We you're all ruled by little chicken neck Nellies going, uh, kill everybody. I get off when I talk about t cutting people's power off. I'm a Nelly. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Just simpering control freaks in big nerd packs, taking everything over, ruling everything, becoming police officers with weapons, tasering us for fun. I've had it with control freaks and scum. You people are cancer. Uh, Oh, all right, I'm not in a good mood now. Just I start, I start thinking about Bill Gates up there with that little chicken neck. <laughs> Hopping her now, a little murdering eugenicist. <laughs> you know how he walks, like, <laughs> like a demonic elf. Hey, Bill Gates. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you up with something that's going to kill you down in the hammer. How's a 30-year death from gut disease sound, African children? Roll up the sleeves. Abs and a six-pack. Mr. Gates is here. Bill Gates? Uh, I gotta go. Hey, hey, Bill Gates actually showing up at corporate. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Not bad, you know, just trying to get this next-gen press stuff handled. I heard there's a little trouble in, uh, Colorado somewhere? Oh, it's no, it turns out it was nothing. Just some kids trying to turn the console wars into something bigger. Oh, my gosh. You know, when I uh, stepped down and left you in charge of the company, Steve, I, I knew there might be some challenges for you. Yeah, well, nothing I can't handle. There might be some changes we need to make to our marketing, but I'm optimistic. Uh-huh. You know, I think we'll ultimately sell the number of units we want to. You're right, Steve. Some changes do need to be made. Weakness is, Steve. Weakness is believing that competition is healthy. See, there was a time when Xboxes and Playstations could both survive in this world, but that time's done. It's all headed to one device that people game on, watch TV on, socialize on. There's only going to be one winner. I can't have you idiots throwing away everything I worked so hard to achieve. It's having a six-pack coming at you live, joined by Barb's returning champion, and you've had... Hey, thank uh, you so much for having me back on. I really appreciate it. For sure. Yeah, I had a great time with you last time, and it's uh, 
you you've been going through hell there. The pl- the plumber, I guess, still has not arrived. Is that? No, just he's gonna come tomorrow, and it's I have dishes in the bathtub. That's New York living for <laughs> anyone who wants to move here. Don't the city shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it's things usually go a lot more swimmingly in the sewer of the sewers of Brooklyn. <laughs> from what if 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 Nick the Rat is any indication of that, so. I actually checked out a bunch of his material after you told me about him, and uh, I agree. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be going live here in a little over an hour, and uh, we'll be cutting into his time, but that's okay. Uh, so I have uh, I have all the clips you sent me, and uh, I pulled a bunch of clips today. Just went down to kind of a mini rabbit hole, but we're talking about Bill Gates. You were like, "Let's talk about Bill Gates." And I was like, "That's uh, yeah, we." We haven't talked. I would, to, it's been like a, over the, a year since we did our two-part Bill Gates episode, so it's time for a, a refresher course, I think. I have just such like a love-hate relationship, I guess, with like the media coverage Bill Gates gets and like Bill Gates <laughs> himself, and just because like I love diving down the rabbit hole, but then like I hate him because of like you know because he's Bill Gates and all the shit he does. I'm sorry about my cat in the background. If that I like it, I don't mind your it. viewers, it's, I. Uh, I apologize. She's been a little rowdy recently, so <laughs> I can put her away in another room. I don't matter to me. Um, yes, I, I like the ambience of cats in the background. Of uh, cats in the background. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I got to, I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Because we got a whole bunch of different things we can talk about. With, with I have Bill. a whole list of things about Bill. I have a whole list of things. I mean, we could start, go backwards with the most recent events and then go backwards. We could start in 2009, 2000, the mid 2000s. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, if you want, I really got into the whole thing of him saying that we can't share the vaccine patent with India. And to me, that was just like wild that people were just like, it didn't get enough news coverage. It was one interview and then a couple of like independent outlets covered it. And then a week later, the Gates, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was like, no, we actually stand with Joe Biden and Kamala saying we're going to share and wave the vaccine patent. But like Bill Gates never went out and personally said, Hey, you know that interview I did last week? Yeah. Well, no, I do think we should share the vaccine with third world countries. Like he straight up, like in an interview with like Sky News or like independent news, something straight up was like, no. We have to produce the vaccine. And to me, that was just wild. And someone tried to call me out on it and tell me that I'm like was spreading propaganda or misinformation. And I was like, no, no, this is like a real thing. Yeah. It, and it's it's almost like a, like reverse psychology or something they're doing where it's like, well, these people don't have access to the vaccines. And they're pushing this whole thing where it's like how bad it is. But it... <laughs> I mean, is it really that bad that you can't get your Pfizer or Moderna injection? I would say you're probably better off without it. Um, now, I can't speak I mean, for, as to all the, all vaccines, but as far as the mRNA ones go, yeah, you can miss me with that. I mean, definitely, I like I always tell people, I always like to preface like I'm not an anti-vaxxer. 
Unfortunately, I have been at the uh, receiving end of a vaccine, of a bad vaccine, the Gardasil one, which again, Bill Gates Foundation has a connection to in India. We could go into that a little bit later. Hey, you. But that is one I received when I was younger. I had adverse effects to it years later. And it's actually been recalled now and the formula completely changed. It was the HPV. It was called Gardasil originally, the HPV vaccine. So to me, when there's a vaccine that's very new on market, the way these are now, and they haven't even been FDA approved, they were like approved for like emergency use. I want to hold off on a couple of months and see what the effects are. If in a couple of months, everyone's fine, you just get sick for 24 hours afterwards. And I'm obviously going to need one if I want to work as a comedian, if I want to travel, if I want to visit my family or parents, I'm going to get one. But I want to see like what happens in the long term. I, I'm safe. I wear my mask. I don't call from people's mouths. I'm not like licking subway poles. We're good. <laughs> I don't need subway it for sandwich. now. Like I have a strong, yeah, I, I love subway sandwiches though. I'm actually obsessed with this YouTuber who films himself making subway sandwiches on a GoPro and it's so entertaining. Wow. That and this is how China dumbs us down. Super boring. Yeah, I was gonna say that's how China dumbs us down right there. <laughs> Well, I, uh, I, you want to get into the, the India thing since you brought that up? We can dive into Yeah, those. actually, I would like to. Yeah, actually, I will try to get in. This is something that I, to me, I just like kind of like a dear, like kind of like not dear thing to my heart. But yeah, his, um, his, it's the Gates, it's, it was a, he indirectly funded, like the Bill and Melinda Gates found, Foundation indirectly funded like an NGO path, which killed tribal girls in India and unauthorized clinical trials. I actually, mm-hmm. this is uh, from Great Game India. This was published on May 25th, 2021, uh, independent news site. And this isn't the first time I've read about this or heard about this. And this isn't the first time I've read anything like um, regarding the Gardasil controversy or the HPV vaccine. And these were, I think, vaccines and un- or unauthorized vaccines that were sent over. And they did trials on indigenous girls and women in India. And it's supposed to like protect you against human papillomavirus, which like could lead to cervical cancer and stuff like that. Uh, it's primarily for women. I think they give the shout out to like both men and women now or like girls and boys. I don't know if they still do it during puberty. But yeah, but during, I think it was 2009, I believe I'm reading it. 2000, it started in 2009 and I think ended in 2014. The girls of Kaman, it's a Kaman district in, in the eastern Indian state of Andhra Pradesh, uh, NGO that was kind of indirectly funded, like kind of just follow the money, just look at where the money's flowing, you'll see who's funding it. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was funding these unauthorized trials with that, which then led to blood clots, um, uh, Hold on, hold on, I had it right here. I'm reading it right now. It led to blood clots, uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome. A lot of autoimmune disorders were developed because of this. And uh, this was actually the same vaccine. I don't know if it was the same form- formula or the same recipe, but it was produced by the same company, which did the Gardasil vaccine in America, which was the three-step vaccine. I got it when I was in puberty. It usually was given to girls when they got like right around their period or in middle school or like high school. And uh, they stopped it because there was like a bad or expired batch one year. And now it's called the HPV shot. It's one dose and it's given to both girls and boys and the original one is not produced anymore. So to me, if we're going to be talking about vaccines, that's just, I tell, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I've had a bad vaccine. I've had a bad, the same one. I don't know if it's the same one they were given out in India, but 
Bill Gates has a lot to do with what, what what's going on in India now and 10 years ago and 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. I don't understand his obsession with India. I really, I, well, the, I don't the get it. How many people like foundation is banned from india is probably the most prominent country but there's like 30 or so countries that have banned them from i know india did i didn't know there was like a whole list of countries that did that india is definitely the biggest one for sure um yeah most of the other ones are like little third world countries i mean yeah i mean they're gonna go somewhere where the people don't have resources to anything the people like these people live in impoverished conditions because those are the easiest people to take advantage of and experiment on and everything Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I guess I'll di- if you're ready, I'll dive into this. Uh, I'll do the uh, yeah, go for it. I, Indi- I went on a little mini rant. I'm sorry, I have my <laughs> little. I don't know. If, I have a little ADHD, so when it comes to Bill Gates, there's like many little mini rabbit holes I can go into. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is this is on Indian India's television. Yes. Even individuals who make up the global elite are championing the cause of Big Pharma, the likes of Bill Gates. The billionaire philanthropist believes vaccine formula should not be shared with the developing world. He gave the statement on Sunday. Bill Gates was asked if it would be helpful for intellectual property protections to be lifted. How did he respond? With an emphatic no. Why? Because he fears that lifting patent rights, even temporarily, could compromise the safety of vaccines. Bill Gates believes in keeping the circle tight He says the ideas, ideas like moving production from a Johnson & Johnson factory to a facility in India are novel. And they only happen, and I'm quoting here, they only happen because of our grants and expertise. Bill Gates is towing the line of Big Pharma. According to a report, every vaccine maker has its own secret recipes and supply chains, and they insist that no other approach is possible. Nothing else will work. And this is exactly why the world is lagging behind in the global vaccination drive. It's because the supplies have been limited by design. It's not like we cannot produce more. Only a few companies are being allowed to make vaccines right now. Consider these numbers. More than 1 billion shots have been administered so far. 1 billion. 87% of these have gone to rich countries. Ah, dang rich people. Uh, It's... I mean, even our government, even Joe Biden and Kamala Harris came out and were like, yeah, we should lift the vaccine patent. Like Dr. Fauci, the Keebler elf, <laughs> came out and said we should be lifting the vaccine patent. Like, why does Bill Gates have so much say on what we do with our medical resources and our medical products? Like, the man never went to med school. Well, he's America's doctor. That, that's just what I don't understand is like... Your right, your regular physician at urgent care is more qualified in terms of degrees in medical knowledge than Bill Gates. <laughs> it might be a good time for this clip. Is there something to worry about with medicines? That is, might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, and we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're <laughs> injecting. <laughs> Listen to the way he laughs right there. Ah, genetically modified. <laughs> things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids arms we just shoot them right into the vein so yeah i think maybe we should have a safety system where we you know do trials and test things out uh the strongest analogy is to medicines and you know is there something to worry about with medicines that is might some of them have side effects do we need safety testing i mean and we're taking 
things that are you know, <laughs> genetically modified organisms, modified. and we're injecting them in the little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Right into the vein. <laughs> I mean, it's just, this this just it's comedy. It writes itself. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. To me, it's his. I don't understand why he's so adamant against not sharing the vex. He. I understand the foundation came out and said, but until I hear Bill Gates on camera in an interview say, "Hey, we should be sharing these patents with poor people," like. Why does he? Why does he? Why is he so invested in like killing people in third world countries? Why is he so invested in that? Well, uh, he's been obsessed with population control since day one, even going back to the Microsoft days. You know. What do you mean, even going back to the Microsoft days? Can you like elaborate on that? Is there's interviews of him from like the the eighties where he's talking about population. Uh, control and then of course his dad was a eugenicist so Mm, well yeah his dad was on the original board of Planned Parenthood which Margaret Sandra was a eugenicist and white supremacist yeah so yeah no that's true yeah just to me I find the man fascinating he has so many different obsessions like his obsession with poop that's another one his he's like (laughs) been on stage with a jar of poop he's he wants Man. us to drink water. Like, did he? He went on like Jimmy Kimmel or like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy one of those Fallon. shows, and he, he like tricked them to be like, here, one glass is poop water, one's regular water, and then exactly. Jimmy is Jimmy, his alcoholic self, takes a sip out of each glass, and then he like laughs and goes like, Ooh. and Bill Gates is like, all, actually, all they're both water. like poop water, and it it's all, like all poop mm-hmm. water. Yep. Yeah, it was all poop water. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ices. To me, it's like, I swear, if I would get divorced with a dude, too, if he wanted me to make out with him after drinking poop water or wanted me to drink poop water. <laughs> like, I really would. I think the man wants to, like, he has, like, a poop fetish. Like, I understand clean drinking water is a priority, but, like, what's with the feces, man? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of, it's, it's it's problematical, as Neil deGrasse Tyson would say. Um, I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson, that's like a real scientist. That's like an authority no, on science. Yeah, what do you know? Sucks. He's not. That guy sucks. <laughs> I like love one, your, like, Neil, he's Neil deGrasse He's one step up above Bill Nye. I used to like him until <laughs> I, and still we started playing clips of him on this show, and I just, like, of him just being like a total moron. I was like, this guy sucks. Uh, oh, but, I, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll learn to hate him one day, but I think he's pretty fascinating. I've, I feel like I've always <laughs> learned a lot from him. I don't understand half the things he says. Like, I feel like I'm too stupid, but I feel like he's pretty intelligent. I mean, I, I trust him more than Bill Gates. He did that Family Guy spinoff. Seth MacFarlane directed the Cosmos reboot with him or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, it's lame. I don't even know. See, I like I'm so out of the loop. I didn't even know. You brought up the uh, you brought up the Planned Parenthood connection with Bill Gates' dad. Are you anti-abortion? Yeah. Because I'm Uncle Abortion. How about I knock you up and we get rid of the dang thing? Uh. So I you you brought the Tim Dillon show clip, which is good because we've been we're we're big fans of t- yeah, Timmy I, D on this show, and I I didn't even clip like, it down very much because it was just I could I Tim Dillon's so good it's I didn't want to cut out any of his good jokes so i'll just oh he has so many good jokes in that one that one kills me this one kills me so yeah regarding the uh bill gates uh not one to share the vaccine recipe 
everyone is yeah, exactly. also being mean right now to Bill Gates, who's one of our good friends. They're being mean to him because he doesn't want to share his vaccine patent with the developing world. Well, I mean, have you ever been to a restaurant and you're eating the chicken wings and you go, what is in this sauce? I've done this. And the waiter looks at you and goes, we could tell you. What's the funny joke? Do you know it? You don't know it. Oh, if we told you, we'd have to kill you? If we tell you, we'd have to kill you. That's so funny. <laughs> we'd have to kill you. This is this guy's hot wing sauce. <laughs> this is his secret sauce. This is his flavor of the month. Mango habanero glaze. Sauce. And no, it doesn't get bottled up without his say so. He could tell you, but he'd have to kill you. <laughs> you think Bill Gates was sitting around cooking up this batch so that people out there could just take it and open up their own wing stands? <laughs> we think not. And and I understand that because you imagine a hot wing sauce, imagine if it was a vaccine that could potentially save the lives of, of millions of people that are literally burning their bodies in the street right now. You would still say, hey, that's my mother's recipe. <laughs> you can't take it. Let's read a little bit of this. Bill Gates under fire for saying vaccine formula shouldn't be shared with developing world. Do you want to hear him defend himself here? Let's, let's hear him defend himself because we are too critical of him. I have always believed this guy had no intentions except the best intentions for humanity. That's why he wanted to shoot a missile of uh, dust at the sun and uh, why, he, uh, you know, he went, uh, you know, white water rafting with uh, Epstein. But he is just about saving lives. There's been some speculation that the changing intellectual property rules um, and, and allowing these vaccines, as you say, the, the, the recipe for these vaccines to be shared would be helpful. And do you think that would be helpful? No. Why not? Well, there's only so many vaccine factories in the world and people are very serious about the safety of vaccines. People and so are moving really serious about that's why I never laughed when done, I said safety vaccine and vaccines in the same sense. Yeah, that's uh, why you can't sue big pharma for vaccine injuries. Right. In India, exactly. that it's novel. It's only because of our grants and our expertise that can happen at all. The the thing that's holding things back in this case is not intellectual property. There's not like some idle vaccine factory with regulatory right. approval yeah. that makes magically safe vaccines. Right. Uh, no, no, you no. know, you've got to do the trials on these things, and yeah. every manufacturing process yeah. has to be looked at in a right. in a very uh, careful uh, way. Uh, I'll answer the real answer. Play her question again, or I'm going to answer his answer. Okay. I got to pause it right there for a second. It's really fucking rich of some of Bill Gates in particular to talk about how rigorous the safety studies are. When when Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Trump were trying to set up a vaccine safety panel, Bill Gates bragged about how he shut that down and said that vaccine safety Wasn't studies... Wasn't Robert De Niro also trying to get in on that as well because of his son's injury, I believe? 
Yeah, he produced the Vax documentary, and then now yes, exactly. He kind of had to apologize for it or whatever. Oh well, beautiful. But okay, yeah. I uh, I don't know. Bill Gates tried to shut it down. I knew that there was a couple of people trying to get a panel going, and I, up until recently, I didn't even know you couldn't sue like big pharma or vaccine manufacturers if you did get a vaccine injury or if you did think that it caused something bad in your kid or something. Yeah, the taxpayers have to foot the bill, and even then, you might not get anything. But what's yeah? There's, so I mean, that gives zero incentive for the pharmaceutical companies to make them safe because they have no risk. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, they don't have to they're they're not held liable no matter what. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, to me there's just like a lot there's like a lot to unpack with Bill Gates like from vaccines to fucking shooting literally blocking out the sun <laughs> to oh, Billy Jeffrey Boy. Epstein to he hung out with Jeffrey Epstein only after Jeffrey Epstein had been convicted in 2010. Yep. I have some yep, uh, clips about that. I have some clips about that coming up after this intellectual property there's not like some idle vaccine factory with regulatory right. approval that yeah. makes magically safe vaccines right. Right. Uh, right. 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 you know you've got to do the trials on these things and yeah. every manufacturing process yeah. has to be looked at in a right. in a very uh careful uh, way uh i'll answer the real answer play her question again and i'm gonna answer his answer okay, okay. There's been some speculation that the changing intellectual property rules um, and, and allowing these vaccines, as you say, the, the, the recipe for these vaccines to be shared would be helpful. And do you think that would be helpful? Listen, 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 <laughs> I don't even know what you think you're asking me right now. OK, here's the reality. There are these things called vaccines. They're tough to make. <laughs> They're not made in a magical factory in the sky. Okay? They're made for profit. Yeah. In a factory mm-hmm. where I walk around with a hard hat <laughs> and I goose people. Gender unimportant. Mm-hmm. I just goose them. That's where they're going to be made. And if you want one, you can spend a little coin, okay? But other than oh, that, we're like not going to be letting you run around with our product all over the developing world. We do that. <laughs> if somebody's pricking Seriously. you in sub-Saharan Africa, that is us. Yeah. I okay? like money, though. <laughs> so let's be real clear about why I'm in this business. It's to make a couple of bucks. <laughs> You think tech is good money? Yeah. You think finance is good money? Yeah. You know what's good money? The essence of all life. Yeah. That's what I've decided. I got a little bored. (laughs) I got a little bored at Microsoft. Where do you work? Microsoft, right? Yeah, I got a little bored there. (laughs) Where do you work? Okay. (laughs) So I decided my next business venture would be trying to control the essence of all life on this planet. Deciding how much of it there is and where it should happen. Okay? So I'm not interested in like, you know, this isn't a potluck dinner where everybody brings a vaccine. This isn't a firehouse (laughs) where somebody brings macaroni salad and somebody else, you know, brings a fucking lasagna. This is a vaccine party and it's at my house. Okay, bitch? (laughs) 
he seemed a little flustered kind of giving that answer. He didn't look as comfortable as he usually does no, giving that didn't. answer. Why doesn't he host SNL? <laughs> What's with Elon Musk all the time? Get Gates uh, to host SNL. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk clearly wants the spotlight. Uh, let's not give it to him. Let's get Bill Gates to host <laughs> SNL, and they could do a fun sketch about Bill Gates explaining uh, to an Indian peasant whose entire family of 72 people has just been burned alive in the street why he can't share the vaccine patent. It'll be a laugh riot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, seriously. So I I have to give a shout out to OBDM because I hadn't heard about this and they played this clip uh from a local news station KRQE which Let's I guess would it. be New Mexico. Money secrets and sex abuse scandals state officials cut all ties with the infamous financier and part-time new mexican jeffrey epstein news 13 investigative reporter gabrielle burkhart looked into what could become of his new mexico mansion and what she uncovered is bizarre it is a revolt property it's very obvious that this was a cover-up for years this place was shrouded in secrecy this is a lease that goes back decades the billionaire behind the sprawling zorro ranch south of santa fe is gone only jeffrey epstein and his accusers know the dark details of what went on here near stanley new mexico Records show Epstein and the Zorro Trust bought the ranch from the Gary King family, then built his 33,000-square-foot mansion there in the 90s. And since 1993, the Epstein Trust had state lease agreements for grazing cattle on public lands near his mansion. And to your knowledge, what was that land being used for? One can only speculate, and, and I have to tell you, Gabrielle, my staff, you know, this, is, this has been uh, a difficult topic for us to tackle. Thinking about what state land might have been used for has been difficult. State Land Commissioner Stephanie Garcia Richard took office in 2019, that year. With the Zorro Ranch and Sarkozine. She canceled a decades-long lease agreement the state had with Epstein for nearly 1,300 acres of grazing land. We want to encourage uh, a ranching family to use it. We want to encourage rec access to the area. We've even uh, talked about uh, some type of memorial site to just recognize what folks went through, what young girls and women went through in this area and on state land. But as Garcia Richard explains, there's still a problem. It's the inaccessible, landlocked state land. This map shows the two properties in blue canceled in the lease agreements. Garcia Richard says this section is landlocked. The surrounding private property owner, she says, refuses to grant access. My staff and I went out to do a field visit to access the exact acreage you were talking about and were denied access by the, by the private landowner. Nearly 7,600 acres of private property surrounds the state's land. That's a pretty big ranch. We requested records in Santa Fe <laughs> County to verify That's how much land ranch. the Epstein estate still owns. And what we uncovered is bizarre. A deed filed with Santa Fe County in October 2020, transferring the Zorro Ranch from Epstein's company, Cypress Inc., to Love and Bliss, a nonprofit church, for $200. So why would the Epstein estate sign over this land to a Florida church for just $200? We dug deeper to find out. 
The listed address for Love and Bliss Church is a small home in Reddington Beach, Florida. Founded in 2018, the Christian nonprofit's listed president is 22-year-old Alexander Lisinski. Florida records show he was arrested in 2017 for stalking and again in March for battery. The Love and Bliss deed, stamped with a notary and Epstein's signature, states the document was created in April of 2019. My name is Gabrielle Burkhardt. I'm a reporter in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A Florida address for the attorney listed on the deed instead turns up as a realty office on Google. How long have you guys had this phone number? And the New York phone number on the deed. <laughs> back to Florida? <laughs> All, always back to Florida. It always yeah. leads you back to Florida. Probably, yeah. That's insane. That is, that's like a local news thing. And that was insane. I got the chills when I was like listening to that. Like and I they, seriously got. We were talking about it a year ago on this show about how that New Mexico compound he had was like a cloning facility that him and Bill Gates were working on. Didn't Epstein have like this weird thing how he wanted to like get his sperm into like every person? Mm -hmm. I've like heard that and like and that's what that. they were how doing like, at obsessed. that New Mexico thing. He was like so obsessed with like getting his sperm into like every young woman out there. Well, I think the elites might know something about the nature of reality and reincarnation, and that's why that would happen. I don't know. Don't know though. I'm to me it just again to me it chills like run down my spine knowing like even after his conviction in like 2010 like there bill gates and then there were so many people at harv researchers at harvard and yale and these top colleges in america like in science like quote unquote science and in mrna and injection uh technology which is kind of interesting they were hanging out bill gates they were and epstein with a known were funding that at Harvard. they were funding the, the scientists the top mrna Vaccine scientists were all funded by Epstein. And these I are mean, the guys me, that are yeah, rolling like, this shit out on a global level. They're taking money from a pedophile. To me, that's just like, why are you associating yourself with a known pedophile? Like, are people just that okay and that relaxed yeah. with pedophilia yeah, it was nowadays? Yeah, totally messed up. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be uh logical thinkers your scientists your people like you're supposed to be like a moral like high ground i guess like and stuff and like you're hanging out with someone who like rapes little girls like and you're taking money from him and how do you corrupt how do you corrupt a community the best way jeffrey epstein how do you corrupt research the way jeffrey epstein did how the you corrupt scientific findings you corrupt research yeah like how are people supposed to trust anything that's published by these people if you could just go back and see where the money leads, and it's like, oh, they're being funded by, like, a child sex trafficker. That's kind of disgusting. Yeah. I like money, though. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. That's exactly that, – that could just – that fits into so many aspects of things. Follow the money. Deed sent us to a Jack DeWitt food broker office who says they've had the same number for 60 years. Finally, I have in front of me a warranty deed. We reached a representative from the Epstein estate. That shows a portion of the Zorro Ranch in Stanley, New Mexico was deeded over from Cypress Inc. to a Love and Bliss Church based out of Florida. It's the same people that filed the fraudulent warranty deed 
in Florida. It turns out Love and Bliss filed a fake deed in Florida for Epstein's Palm Beach mansion, hindering the estate's push to sell the property. Court documents show a Florida judge found the deed there invalid and unenforceable. In violation of the court's final judgment, a second fraudulent deed was filed under the name Hung Shung Lee. Love and Bliss was directed to cease and desist. Here's First Judicial District Attorney Mary Carmack Altweez. There is absolutely recourse for filing a fraudulent deed. She explains deeds are filed with the county clerk's office, but it's not the clerk's job to verify if the document is real. That was really supposed to be the notary's job. What would be no, the motivation no of somebody <laughs> filing a fraudulent deed? So they think that they can get in and maybe then start selling off pieces and portions of it and get away with it. And then it would just perpetuate the fraud because new innocent owners would come in, give these people money, and then um, be part of the scheme and not actually own that. So I think it's great that you caught it because you... Hopefully, you've stopped it in its tracks. The Epstein estate says it's preparing the Zorro Ranch for sale. They'll take court action to clear the fake deed, and funds will go toward the victim compensation program. And unfortunately, those cases were swept under the rug. New Mexico Attorney General Hector Baldetta says Epstein was able to hide out here. Over the years, women came out accusing the New York-based investor of sexually abusing them at his New Mexico ranch. In 2008, Epstein pled guilty in Florida for soliciting a minor for prostitution, but he never faced charges in New Mexico. By the time I inherited the case, uh, you're talking about uh, generations of time had passed. And I think that was part of the illicit cover-up of a very powerful individual. The convicted sex offender died in jail in 2019, awaiting Did he, though? trial on sex trafficking charges. His death ruled a suicide. As for his New Mexico mansion and canceled state lease, the feds are in the best position to seize those assets. If New Mexico had proper access to this grazing land, what would you be able to do with it? Ultimately, we would like to see the land return to New Mexicans. Gabrielle Burkhardt, KRQE Investigates. Wow. Wow, that literally gave me the chills. Like, that's like, that should be like national news, but it's like local news stations reporting on it. Yeah. That like really gave me like, that. that's like, Every time I, like, hear, read more and hear more about, like, just atrocities of Epstein or, like, all these, like, money laundering behind the scenes schemes and everything. And it just it gives me, like, it's like you get sick to your stomach, man. He had his fingers all over the, uh, this whole vaccine rollout that's going on now. The scientists behind it, the, the, the technical, uh, experimentation on mRNA, like, he was... Well, where do you, like, can you, like, pull up a source for that? Because I want to read that. Like, where do you have that? Uh, I kinda, I'm very it was Harvard. Uh, I think Charles Lieber was one of the guys that actually did get in trouble for that. But it was uh, the, yeah. Because I, I know there was a lot of hand, Harvard. But... There was, like, a, har- a lot of Harvard professors. Like, I don't know if you had names or a specific, like, research or something. Because I'm, like, I'm interested to read about that. Because I know there was a couple of Harvard professors. I think Lieber and, like, was the one that got, tenure. like, took the fall for it. There's a bunch but of people who were tons found of uh, in vaccine scientists, immunologists were. Uh, yeah, was... I would love to just read about that for sure. And yeah, that's Period. something I would love to see, like the yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to get back to you on that because I haven't looked at it in a while. But um, uh, there's been a couple guys that have really done a good job. Corbett Report, 
And oh uh, yeah, actually, uh, I want to give a shout out to one of like our good friends. He's a skateboard. He's a this. He's a skateboarder. Phil, I am gonna. Comp- I forgot his last name completely. He's like some skateboarder from New York, but he actually sent me a lot of Corbett uh, report stuff today in preparation for this podcast. I just want to give a shout out to the homie, and uh, yeah, he turned me on to Corbett Report and all that, and how it's so informative and it covers so many things that you're not going to read in the mainstream media. Yeah, he does a good job, and he just got him and Whitney Webb both got banned from well, Patreon. I know Whitney Webb got. Ban- banned from Patreon for saying like the word vaccine. What? Why did he get banned? They they didn't really give him a reason. Last I saw, um, just oh, too wow. much speaking too much truth, I guess. But it, and it, <laughs> it was Corbett report, and then uh, there was an uh, what's the other guy? Jason Goodman, I think his name is, has done really good uh, research. And actually, he interviewed Alan Dershowitz on his show and uh, Epstein's lawyer. And I don't even know why oh, wow. Dershowitz agreed to do the interview, but he started asking him about all that stuff, and Dershowitz got pissed off. And These people are grifters. They'll take any five minutes of fame or interviews <laughs> or anything like that. They're grifters. They're snakes. They're the lowest of the low. Yeah. Um, sure. I, I thought it was very hard to get banned off Patreon, though, because I feel like there's, like, like Chapo's on there, fucking Red Scare, uh, Come Town, even Tim Dillon, <laughs> like, all yeah. these people. I mean, like... Well, Whitney Webb All got banned out there. I think I think the best. Well, I think it's probably just making OnlyFans if you're trying to if you're an independent journalist, you know. Honestly, they don't care what yeah, you do on point, there. Get an OnlyFans and fucking instead of showing your titties and asshole, if I can present information and facts and where the money leads and what all these people are doing behind closed doors while we're focused on whatever the media is trying to tell us to focus on. Exactly. Honestly, that's that's the best I'd use for OnlyFans. They should totally capitalize on that. <laughs> I feel I that's got to be going. I, I mean, I know Bull after Bull has an OnlyFans um, for their <laughs> live video stream on their podcast, but I think they also might do it in the nude. Though I don't know. I haven't I haven't uh, signed Does up. Does someone that. is that a niche that's been covered like nude conspiracies? Like where I can just sit there nude reading conspiracies <laughs> or reading like all these like non like these independent journalists which are never going to be featured in the mainstream media like opening your eyes up to certain things that's a good niche gotta research that yeah let me know we might we might be able to make some cash sure <laughs> oh i i like money all right this is exactly. uh, this is an old this is from like a year ago but it, it's uh it's worth revisiting the first mainstream yeah, coverage of bill gates jeffrey epstein connection Jeffrey Epstein may be dead, but this story isn't. A shocking new report from The New York Times sheds light on the connection between Microsoft founder Bill Gates and the late Jeffrey Epstein. After Gates' name came up in connection with Epstein and MIT Media Lab, Gates gave a statement to The Wall Street Journal where he insisted... MIT. He did not have any business relationship or friendship with Epstein. But new reporting from the New York Times outlines numerous meetings between Gates and Epstein and a conversation with Bill and Melinda Gates' foundation, a connection between their foundation and J.P. Morgan to set up a charitable fund that would financially benefit Epstein. You know what I want to know? Why? Joining me now, one of the New York Times reporters from this story, James B. Stewart, who is also the author of a new book I highly recommend, Deep State, Trump, the FBI, and the Rule of Law. Let's start with this. Gates says, no relationship, not on nothing. You report these two men met at least six times. 
What does Gates say about yeah, that? Yeah, had a couple well, zeros on the end of the six. And he and his spokespeople would not say how many in total they actually met. But this included visits to the mansion, uh, seeing each other in Seattle, flying on Epstein's plane, when we all know Bill Gates has his own $40 million plane. Um, and then, as an investigative reporter, the... Why would Gates say, oh, I had no relationship with him? I don't when, know, of course, man. He I was... knows what the facts are. So that, that always sets off red flags for me. He also has one of the largest, most established foundations on his own. Yes. Why would they ever set up a charitable trust benefiting Jeffrey Epstein? Well, not only does he have the world's largest charitable foundation, but one of their primary missions is to help young women in un underprivileged countries. Jeffrey Epstein was preying on young women from Eastern Europe, from South Africa, luring them into his web. And it's the antithesis the of what ones. the Gates Foundation stands <laughs> for. And by the way, there were Gates Foundation employees who were horrified when they realized what Jeffrey Epstein had done and was saying, we don't want to have anything to do with this. And yet the project went on. And what is the Gates explanation? for this that it was all about philanthropy that Bill Gates just wanted to find new sources of money but you when you went and met with Jeffrey Epstein a year and a half ago I read your piece you knew straight out of the gate something didn't add up it smelled foul Bill Gates didn't notice that one of well, the smartest guys in the world I mean he's a registered <laughs> sex offender and after I rang the doorbell it opens and there is a, a beautiful young woman standing there who I didn't think was 16 but she could have been you know 19 or something and I thought Whoa, a sex offender has a beautiful young woman opening the door. So I didn't even have to go through the door before I realized there's something really weird going on here. Let's go to your book because your book is all about weird connections, dark circles, dark corners, the deep state. You sort of lay out the origin of the Russia investigation, but also how people like Bannon, McGahn, and Sessions protected the president from his own impulses. Now that these guys, who have their own issues, aren't there, What's going on inside this White House? Well, I think you see what's going on. You see all the behavior that we're now witnessing here, both in Syria and with respect to Ukraine, is amply on display in the pages of Deep State. The difference is, you can say what you will about Bannon, McGahn, uh, Sessions, they, and even Corey Lewandowski, they had sense enough not to break the law when the president told them to do it. And what was their reward <laughs> so for somehow, that? Somehow they get we humiliated, have... <laughs> they get thrown out. He doesn't listen somehow to... we have left the Epstein conversation because it's MSNBC and now it's about how bad the orange man is. I don't know how they... Yeah, to me, I was going to say that kind of like, they start talking about Bannon and Lewandowski and all these like, staffers. And I'm like, wait, I thought we weren't talking about Trump's cabinet. Like... We that's like a whole other conversation to unpack in and of itself. As like a good non sequitur, we they did. They just kind of fucking rolled right into like, and this is Epstein and Bill Gates, and this is why Trump's bad. Yeah, like to he's me, replaced. It's like, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, they started naming like people in his like cabinet, and I'm like, how did we stray away from the fact that <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's like a known pedophile, and like you have Bill Gates flying on his jet and standing night at his house. Again, after he had already been convicted, when he was in that West Palm jail, when he was in that jail in Florida, though, he had such special privileges. He was able to leave to go to work mm -hmm. and come back. And he was able to leave, like, <laughs> on the weekends and, like, work, quote-unquote, whatever the fuck. I don't know what work was for Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. But, and then on the weekends, he was able to go, like, yachting on the weekends. <laughs> like, what prisoner has that? Like, tell me what kind of sentence that is, what kind of conviction that is. It's insane. And then to have people like Bill Gates 
hang out with him after he had been convicted? Again, why are people trying to associate with someone who has been convicted as a pedophile? Ugh. Exactly. Exactly. Not to me. I'm not into little kids. I'm not into screwing little kids like the globalists are. You know know how I like my women. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. Listen with people who won't stop him and won't curb these impulses. Then what's the connection between the Russia investigation and Ukraine? Well, they're both the results of ridiculously impulsive behavior on Trump's part and, and behavior Again, that shows that? absolutely no. Wow. Wow. All right, that's yeah. enough of that. <laughs> that's enough of that. Again, yeah, we're going to a Russia investigation with, again, a different conversation to unpack. <laughs> but, damn, like, no, yeah, just the mainstream media, to me, it's actually, it was, um, while we're speaking about Bill Gates, he was, twen- he was uh, twen- trending on Twitter, uh, uh, about an hour ago about a hostile work environment at Microsoft oh. and how he harassed em- both male and female employees. And then uh, it stopped trending and they took down some articles. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yes, mm. I want to pull one up and then my phone's like, can't be loaded. Page can't like the way Twitter's like, try again. <laughs> uh, yeah, but a lot has been coming wow. out about Microsoft and the work environment and how horrible and how he had dated apparently two different female staffers now. And I don't even know, like, the man's like pulling pussy apparently. I, I don't see how he got his wife's tits in the divorce apparently. <laughs> There's just a lot to say about Bill Gates, but surface level, he's just really ugly. Like that's Luckily, like another... I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, let's see where we are. I, okay, yeah, so I have, um, that, you, I think you brought up the clip, actually, uh, earlier today. The ABC mm-hmm. News Super Best Friends, Super Friends. Yes, the article from like 2009, this is like a meeting in 2009. Yeah, they, they there's a I I looked all over for the news clip. I finally found it. I had to go on Infowars to find it. I could not find it anywhere else. But yeah, this is ABC News, and I could I couldn't even find the whole clip. But yeah, that they uh, that that buried that that news clip yeah, was let's... buried. I couldn't find it. But um, this is at least part of it here. Behind yeah, closed doors on this New York campus, a secret gathering of some of the world's most powerful people. Gates, Buffett, Bloomberg, Winfrey. It was like, well, it was like the Super Friends. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes. Together with others at the meeting, including George Soros, Ted Turner, David Rockefeller, they're worth more than $125 billion. That much money, that much power around one table. It begs the question, what were they doing? What were they scheming? Total world domination? The new Superman and Wonder Woman. The super rich friends. Not fighting bad guys, but fighting for good nonetheless. For Good Morning America, John Berman, ABC News. Yay, superheroes. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Avengers. I like how they put up the graphics and they have like Soros and Gates and Buffett's heads. <laughs> On, like the cartoon superheroes it's like abc actually did that it's like wow 
like you literally like with these people like the these people like the elite class or these group of rich billionaires and whatever it's like you don't even have to get into like how like how some people might think or might believe how they're these satanic pedophiles like drinking the blood of children no like just look at the actual real things they're doing that should scare you enough to show you they're evil like meetings like this should show you like Hey, they're making decisions about the future of the underclasses. You don't even get a say in it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, you, one of the, uh, you might have noticed a minority billionaire in that list. Well, Oprah. Oprah, right. So the, I who found now to, this. I found who now this... speaks on mental health with Prince Harry while he cries. <laughs> Him and Meghan cry. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so this. I found that uh, ABC News clip buried in this Oprah rant, which was fantastic. And I'm going to burn down Oprah Winfrey politically, and I'm going to burn all you down before I'm done. And I don't care what you do to me. I'll burn every one of you. So just go ahead and punch your button up and send some illegal team to kill me. I don't give a freaking hell. Because there are some people in this country that aren't cowardly scum like you. Oprah Winfrey is a pedophile. Oprah Winfrey <laughs> likes girls. 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. She hangs out with Jeffrey Epstein and with Harvey Weinstein. And she's in a secret cult. It came out on the news that wants to depopulate Africa. That's why she was chosen to be the big face of black women in America, to lead them into abortion and fatherless homes and death. And now she leads a Luciferian orphanage cult in Africa with kids, just like Hillary does in Haiti, disappearing black children. Because I don't know what it is about black children. But if there's a menu of kids, Satanists more often than any choose black people as the menu item. Maybe that's because it's easier for them to grab them and sneak off with them. But let me just tell you something right now. That woman is an absolute demon from hell. Ugh. There she is with John of God where they have sex with the children. And boy, she likes to spend her time in those third world countries them little girls and it's well known you imagine being a little 10 year old girl in Africa in some horrible orphanage and the door opens and in comes Oprah Winfrey why don't we show some of the video of her sticking her tongue in Harvey Weinstein's ear sucking on his ears in public she's sucking on that guy's dandruff covered ears Ugh, that's the thing with him is he's got this gross body. He's a hermaphrodite. He's got a vagina and a little shriveled he's got like a micro, yeah. he's thing. Got like and a he micro makes penis. these women come and he reportedly <laughs> stinks real bad. So they're supposed to hand wash him while he farts on them. And folks, I'm not trying to be gross here. I want you to know who devil worshipers are. They all have their own little thing. He's more like a slimer. He oh, just likes to like humiliate us. young 15-year-old, 16-year-old women and, and, and just be really gross. So, I, I guess that's where that clip ended. Wow, though. I mean, Harvey Weinstein's fucking disgusting. Just look at him. Ugh. Don't want to come near that with the 10-foot You pole. son of a piece of garbage! I hate you! 
Mm. Um, yeah, Would you say he has a micro penis? Yeah, the court documents a lot of the, his victims, a lot of his victims, like the women he assaulted and forced to go down and like fuck him and stuff, said that he had a very like deformedly shaped penis and it was like mm-hmm. weird. It wasn't like a normal. He like, got a one inch like, pecker. Court. Literally, like he might, he might have that. Like there was a lot of them. How he was like, it was deformed. It was like a micro penis. It was like weird. It wasn't like your normal dick. It really, it wasn't. Wow. And he's just disgusting. Ugh. That thought of sucking on his ear when he was describing that, I was like, <laughs> ugh. Oh, that's yeah, gagging. There yeah, is pictures of Oprah making out with his ear. I know. I've seen like they were like buddy buddy. Like everyone mm-hmm. was buddy buddy in Hollywood. With Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein, and then a year, you had Meryl Streep thanking him one year at the Oscars, and then next, the next year, she's like, "Me too. I stand with her." Times up, and it's like you were thanking him in your acceptance speech yeah, about rats, a year ago. Rats trying to get out of get off like, the sinking ship, but I think they're all going to drown. Literally. Um, yeah, I, I mean, to Oprah, I, I just don't understand what her deal is. She's gonna. V and Megan, and they're going to have a podcast talking about God knows what, and Oprah's going to preach about my privilege to me when you're you're a billionaire, and I can't make ends meet. Like, come on, man! Like, it's such a virtue. It's, it's such bullshit. Like, it's such bullshit. They're clowns. These people. Like, she's a clown. That's what she is. Yeah. She. <laughs> yeah. Well. And apparently she's a pedophile. Allegedly. I can't believe that. Like, that was the most blatant accusation I've ever heard Alex give on his show. So I think he probably has something to back it up. He probably has something to back it up with, I would say. Otherwise, it's libelous as hell. He would would be sued into oblivion if he didn't have something to back that up. I would think. I mean, I would think that her lawyers would... I feel like if I wasn't a pedophile and someone labeled me one and I had every legal resource available, I would go after that person. So, yeah. 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 I was talking to God um, the other day and I said, got to have more fun and, you, and it can't all be on me or I'm going to go crazy and have a heart attack. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to have fun. Uh, okay. So, I got <laughs> Robert Kennedy Jr. is doing a uh, a podcast now and I think I might uh, bring it to the other show we're doing with Blueberry and Spencer and Goof, where we review podcasts, because I I hadn't listened to it till the last couple of days. He oh. had Whitney Webb on. So this is uh, I got two clips: Robert Kennedy Jr. and Whitney Webb. They oh, did a whole. That's episode. actually really interesting. That just piqued my interest because Whitney Webb does the Lord's work for sure. Yeah, she's great. And Robert Kennedy Jr. is a goddamn American hero. And I just like man, hasn't he's he been great. through like a lot. Like hasn't like he been through like a lot of death in his life. Well, his dad and his uncle got assassinated by the CIA. Yeah, I'm saying, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been through, like, a lot of death in his life. <laughs> yeah. He's also, like, uh, just doing, I mean, th- with what he's done for vaccine safety has is un- unrivaled, unmatched. Does he have, like, a personal, like, connection to it? Like, is that, why Why is he so invested in it? I'm just curious. Like, I know. Well, he's an environmental lawyer. So he was okay. expo- he was getting rid of like mercury contaminants in fish and uh, toxic waste dumping, like shit getting spread into the air. And like while well, he would go around and do these talks and win all these lawsuits, uh, and ref- he was ref- getting the EPA reformed and stuff. And 
all these women would keep coming up to him like every talk he would give afterwards and be like, you have to look at the mercury and vaccines. And he like tried to ignore it for a long time. He's not a bad looking dude. I just pulled up like a bio on him. He's got a a voice problem. Um, uh, uh, He he thinks it was from a vaccine injury. But he he got he like kind of talks like this, and that's his son. Great. His son. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy's or son. Or he him, Bobby Kennedy's son. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be. He's sure. JFK's his uncle. RFK's his dad. Okay. Yes. 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 But he and he's done okay. a lot of work to expose that. Uh, not only did the intelligence community kill his dad and his uncle, but also he's gone as far as to show pretty definitively that Lee Harvey Oswald was a was actually loved Kennedy. I mean, yeah, no one anyone with half a brain will believe that the Kennedy assassination wasn't what it was actually was. That's right. like a litmus test for if yeah. someone is like a Neanderthal or a human being with a brain. Yeah. Um no, I, yeah, I I'm actually just either. like reading I'm just reading about him because I've always heard his name in these things. I've never done enough re- research about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I just knew that he, like, yeah, his, like, dad and his uncle died and, like, he was part of the Kennedy family, obviously, like, a huge prominent political family. And they have, they're, like, related to royalty and stuff. But, yeah, he's done a lot of good. Wow, he really has. I'm reading, like, his, like, bio just with indigenous rights, minority, minority rights, with uh, the New York City Watershed Agreement, the Waterkeepers mm-hmm. Alliance, like he did a lot for like New York City's water. But now he's stuff. evil. Is- now he's an evil anti-vaxxer because he wants safety studies. And I, I can't <laughs> find the clip. Oh because- yeah, but you know we're gonna discount all the good things he did. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this might be the best thing he's what he's doing now. He's, I mean, he's ex- he did a whole op-ed on exposing Bill Gates uh, recently. So, but he. Yeah, I'm reading that he was like smeared like it was a smear campaign ran against him afterwards people Mm. were yeah he was also he was one of the people talking about how hank aaron's death like how hank aaron he got the vaccine and then died recently (laughs) died like that within 10 minutes of his injection i actually have a story about that it's kind of fucked up but it's kind of really funny (laughs) i have uh i have uh i have two friends both uh paramedics they're they used to date each other they were lesbians they don't date any each other anymore but they're both paramedics and one vaccinated the other girl's grandparents those grandparents were like 80 year old little thai sweet immigrants adorable little people they died a week later and then she dumped her girlfriend after killing her grandparents (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sorry i shouldn't laugh at that but it's so funny to me, that just, that oh. whole, it's so fucked up. But she, like, straight up killed her ex-girlfriend's grandparents and then broke up with her, like, a week later. Oh, my God. Uh. Yeah, that's just, damn, yeah. Like, okay, so that's what I don't understand is why, like, maybe someone doesn't agree with what Robert Kennedy is saying about vaccines or the COVID vaccine. Why are you, you can't discount all the other good he's done for the environment well, and for minority communities and for people and just for making the like actual earth and our land a safer place for us. Well, no, because you you have to be you have to check every box or you're a fascist. Yeah, or a that, conspiracy I hate theorist. That. I hate, um, I hate now, that so much. And he he makes a good he like he he 
even back when he was on Bill Maher show years ago, he made a good point. It's like, I agree that safety belts should exist. People mm-hmm. don't call me anti-car because I want seat belts in cars. Mm-hmm. People call him anti-vaccine just for having the audacity to demand safety studies. And he points out not a single of the 73 or 74 vaccines that are on the vaccine schedule for children, not a single one of them to this day has been tested against a placebo in a double-blind study. Wow. Oh, wow. Same. Damn. But anyway, yeah, here's him yeah, and that- uh, Whitney Webb. Let's talk about Bill Gates and his friend, Jeffrey Epstein. And wait, was that really a friendship? What was going on there? Well, you know, it's hard to just describe exactly the, the nature of the relationship in that sense, because a lot of the way the, the people around Epstein were, it's hard to really call them friends, because a lot of the way that network operates is through blackmail, even on people that are technically on their side. So it's a very dog-eat-dog world, I guess you could say. So friends may sort of be a loose term in the way that, you know, regular people understand it. When you're talking about this type of, you know, ruling elite, they have a very different mentality and a very different approach to friendship maybe than <laughs> than the average person would. But what's not particularly notable about the Bill Gates-Jeffrey Epstein relationship is that even now that it's being talked about in, in mainstream circles in, in connection with the Gates' divorce, the mainstream media continues to assert that they did not meet until 2011. There is a mountain of evidence, in my opinion, that suggests that this is categorically false and that they actually knew each other back in the 1990s. I first stumbled upon this in 2019 when I was doing an investigative series on the Epstein scandal. There was a scrubbed article from uh, January 22nd, 2001 that had originally been published in the Evening Standard, a well-respected UK newspaper, talking about Prince Andrew and his relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell. And Jeffrey Epstein. And the part on Jeffrey Epstein and the reason it was scrubbed, it appears to have been scrubbed up during uh, the period of his first arrest between 2006 and 2007 is because it mentions the fact that Jeffrey Epstein at some point before the publication of that article had openly claimed to have been working in collaboration with the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA. So, of course, the revelations that later came to light about Epstein, obviously the, you know, the the powers that be, the national security state didn't want to have any obvious ties hanging around there. So that article ended up disappearing. So I think there is a really deliberate cover-up of, you know, these Gates-Epstein ties. We also know for a fact that Melanie Walker, who was actually currently co-chair of the World Economic Forum's Futures Council, that's sort of gaming out a lot of this technocratic takeover, was actually, she was one of the advisors to the Gates Foundation, I believe, beginning in 2005. And she got that job because prior to that, she was the science advisor for Jeffrey Epstein. Basically, Melanie Walker, when she graduated from college, was recruited by Jeffrey Mm -hmm. Epstein, offered a modeling job at Victoria's Secret. And then as soon as she graduated from medical school, I believe in 1998, she became his personal science advisor, guiding his science investments at a time that he began to move into this Mm -hmm. edge foundation network. Once she applied to basically fulfill the same position at the Gates Foundation, her resume was having been Jeffrey Epstein's science advisor. So for Bill Gates to and Melinda to hire her and not know who Jeffrey Epstein was at the time is honestly kind of ludicrous. I'm troubled, I'm troubled in mind. <laughs> if Jesus don't help me, I surely will die. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I knew I've uh, read about Melanie Walker and Whitney Webb's research. Like I always say, Whitney Webb does the Lord's work. This woman puts her life in danger, mm-hmm. and she does the Lord's work. And that's – I didn't know they knew each other back in the 90s. That's news to me. I recently read a headline that made me laugh so hard where it was that Bill Gates was working with Epstein because he wanted like a Nobel – like a prize, yeah. like the Nobel, like science <laughs> prize or something. And I'm just like, yeah. What he the thought, fuck he is Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein like, was his uh, little girl? ticket to the Nobel Prize or something like that? Yeah. Can I give you a cookie? Can I give you a cookie? Can I give you a cookie? Oh, a cookie. Uh, so I got, I got clips on. I got clips on clips on clips. Um, but. I think this might that be. That is just insane to me. Do what? Oh, the the. No, I'm saying that's just all insane to me. The yeah. The Epstein thing and Gates, how they knew each other back in the '90s, and now that's like another rabbit hole I'm going to go down because I only knew that they. I thought they met the, in 2010 or 2011 after it, after his conviction already. Part of the baffling history of Jeffrey Epstein is how he was somehow able to surround himself with some of the world's most powerful people even after he pled guilty to soliciting an underage prostitute and became a registered sex offender. For example, Prince Andrew was photographed coming out of Epstein's Manhattan mansion in 2010, two years after Epstein served jail time. And now we're learning Microsoft founder Bill Gates not only spoke with Epstein on more than one occasion about philanthropic spending, but also flew on Epstein's private plane from New York to Palm Beach, though Gates reportedly refuses to say why. And we should note the plane was not the so-called Lolita Express, which allegedly was used to fly underage girls to Epstein's private island. But still, critics wonder why one of the world's richest men would need to take philanthropic advice from a convicted sex offender, especially considering and what Melinda Gates now, and the couple's foundation does for young women around the world. Yes. Separately, a former science advisor for Bill Gates was named as one of three executors of Jeffrey Epstein's $577 million will. 49-year-old Boris Nikolic says mm-hmm. he was shocked to learn that Epstein named him and says he has no intention of fulfilling the duties. Meantime, Attorney General Bill Barr gave an impromptu news conference today where he maintains that there were numerous irregularities in the death of Jeffrey Epstein, but Barr says so far he has been given no reason to question the findings of the medical examiner who ruled Epstein's death a suicide, though Barr says the investigation is moving forward. Uh, all right, oh, so, beautiful. So uh, Bill Gates does a lot of interviews. I I don't even have my Anderson Cooper clip that I use. That's usually my go-to, but I'm on Bingit.io. He's a camera whore, or he used <laughs> to be a camera whore. Right. Well, yeah. I, I'm on Bingit.io, the no agenda search engine for all their clips and articles and everything they have in their show notes. And the, the one I always play is where he's, where Anderson Cooper is talking to Bill Gates on CNN, and he's like, mm-hmm. "People are saying that I was flying to Epstein's Island with Tom Hanks, and it's just crazy. And I'm like, why can't we censor these people off the internet?" And Bill Gates is like, "Well." It, like those mm-hmm. titillating stories spread faster. That's a great clip. But there's also a bunch more interviews. This one's Bloomberg where Bill Gates is talking about conspiracies. There are some raging Internet conspiracy theories out there about you wanting to implant chips in people via a vaccine. And you are the center of some, frankly, ludicrous narratives. Does that 
upset you personally? How do you feel about all that? Well, it's kind of strange because they take the fact that I'm, you know, I'm involved with vaccines. That part's true. You know, it involves saving millions of lives uh, for lots and lots of different diseases, including, you know, HIV and malaria. Can I give you a cookie? They just reverse it that instead (laughs) of giving money to save lives, I'm, you know, making money to uh, get rid of lives. Uh, (laughs) You know, so, you know, just by inverting it, and ascribing uh, ill intent, you know, it takes this complex situation that was unexpected and may, you know, make it feel like it's it's more understandable. If that stops people from taking the vaccine or, you know, looking at the latest data about how they should behave, including wearing a mask, then that's a, you know, a big problem. I wouldn't have expected this. It's just, uh, you know, a, a bit strange that, it's been politicized and the conspiracy period people have had a heyday. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, now that was, so that was his Bill voice. Gates. I never realized how annoying his voice is, honestly, how nasally and annoying that man's voice I'll is. I'll be right back, guys. I gotta go apply some burn lotion to my jug. Um, Literally. I mean, to me, it's laughable to take uh marriage advice from jeffrey epstein is like taking parenting advice from casey anthony like it's wild to me like what marriage advice what and i mean bravo to melinda gates's lawyer or her representative whoever with this statement being like well i told him i warned billy about jeffrey was a bad egg he was a bad seed he was trouble that young man like yeah, like, come on. You knew exactly what your husband was doing with that fucking pedophile. Calm down. Like, stop. Don't play stupid. Are you anti-abortion? Uh, <laughs> I've wrong clip. No, I'm, I'm into this one. I hate the Democrats so much, I jerked off to the Zapruder film. I hate the Democrats so much, I jerked off to the Zapruder film. To clarify, you're not what? Just to clarify, I'm not anti-abortion. Just if people want to label me, I lean right on a lot of things. But since I'm a woman, I want to be able to kill babies. That's every woman's main objective. Our delegation is duly bound to count 10 votes. Because I'm uncle abortion. How about I knock you up and we get rid of the dang thing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's go now to another bingitario clip here we got uh trevor noah of the daily show talking with bill gates about conspiracies oh is this a recent one i feel like this was a recent uh not super recent but you know within the last uh do you have the year on it or like a date it was like late 2020 oh okay because i'm always trying to figure out who benefits from a conspiracy theory and i'd love to know if you put any thought to this at all because of how many people won't get a vaccine because they truly believe conspiracy theories. Yeah, usually when you work on infectious disease, uh, like Dr. Fauci and I do, you're, <laughs> you know, you're kind of obscure. You know, nobody talks that much about TB or, or malaria. So here we have this, you know, complete turnaround where vaccines and, you know, are they good for people are now front and center. And there's always been a small group of anti-vaccination people, and we see this with, you know, measles vaccine. They've now got a platform, and they've sort of joined forces with some political conspiracy views. And it's so easy to click on, particularly when a simple explanation for this pandemic that, oh, there is somebody evil behind it, you know, is somehow 
uh, easier than, you know, the true biology, which is actually kind of complicated. So, you know, we have to make the truth more interesting. And, you know, we've got to label things with the truth. And sadly, the naivete about how to make social media work well is pretty strong. And that's coincided with the election and the epidemic. Uh, I wish I had the answer, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's out there in big, big numbers but, and hasn't, it just keeps growing. Cause you got a one inch pecker. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a little more bill there. Oh, I'll do one, I'll do one more, uh, one more conspiracy theory clip from Bill. This is with Steph Curry and, uh, they played this clip on No Agenda a while back. This ESPN's Steph Curry. In this generation, right, we're talking the social media era and how information is spread, false information, how it's kind of fragmented to create a stir in certain communities versus others, and it's very targeted in that respect. How much do you worry about how that is uh, disseminated throughout our community? Because information is obviously power, especially in the response to this pandemic. Things change so fast. Well, the digital revolution, internet, social media, all of that, it's made it easier for us to see what's going on. Medical researchers are publishing articles every day and all over the world people can immediately see what the new thinking is there. Thank God for the internet. Work at home, you know, our ability to connect up with each other is driven by that. But it also has meant that a lot of conspiracy theories that are false, sadly they spread a lot faster than the truth. You know, so the idea that did somebody intentionally cause this thing, completely false, that can be dangerous because it means, you know, if you go for these simple but wrong theories, getting people to work together and protect each other so we can get out of this as soon as possible, that's really at risk. How should the government deal with that? It's very difficult. Ideally, citizens are just well-informed and they know which publications are very careful about what they say and we don't have to engage in censorship. Looking at the companies like Facebook and saying, okay, what is their role in that? You know, when somebody says masks don't work, which is wrong, what is their responsibility oh, like for catching said? those things, particularly when they get up to <laughs> large numbers? You know, I think we'll come out of this with those companies feeling a stronger sense of responsibility and actually understanding having the public debate about uh, how they need to help here. Uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there, talk about www.wcom, and you got them naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Thank God for the internet. Honestly, um, I, uh, I read a quote somewhere of this. I don't know if it was, uh, it's a fame, I don't know if it's a famous quote or a journalist or who, but it was, uh, I may not agree with what you're saying or I may not support with what you're saying, but I'll do, defend your right to say it. And Fight for the death, your right to say it. Exactly. Like, I will defend, like, I may not agree with whatever someone's putting on the internet or shouting down the street on the soapbox or if you have an ad- opposing viewpoint of me, but the American way is to have free speech and to let people decide on their own. And you can't censor something because you don't like it. Like, unless someone's, like, spreading, like, I don't know, like, let's let's all go kill Jews or let's all go kill women. Like, maybe we shouldn't, like, allow that. We shouldn't be allowed people well, posting that. Yeah. The women stuff. part I'm, I'm okay with. About that. The women, the <laughs> first one, you're, it's the women. <laughs> uh, uh, it's okay. Sometimes I feel the same way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, if y- someone wants to write that Bill Gates sucks like the blood of little kids on their Facebook and their 30 friends want to like it. Like, 
Let them fucking post it. It was all all poop water. <laughs> all poop water, yeah. Um, all roads lead back to poop water. The man is obsessed with so many weird things. Honestly, you know, maybe he just wants to make everyone autistic because he's autistic himself and he doesn't want to feel like the outcast anymore. Or know, only autistic people would fuck him. I had a similar, yeah, I had a similar thought not too long ago. I was kind of, yeah. Probably accurate. It just occurred to me. I, I, I also. I'm sorry. An edible like is hitting me right about right now. So like, it's all coming out. Nice. Uh, smoking weed, drinking vodka. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, while we're on the no agenda uh, kicks, and so I was getting Bing it dot io clips there. There's uh, Dame uh, Jennifer of the No Agenda Show makes animated no agenda on YouTube and there's a couple real gems they've been banning some of the episodes but there's been a couple real Bill Gates gems that she's taking clips from the no agenda podcast and animated so I'll play one or two of the Bill Gates ones this uh is a good vaccines staying with that pooper anderson pooper over at cnn had Bill Gates on, truth always wants to come out. You've talked about the some of the sophisticated tools, the therapeutics that uh, that are coming and that some some are here. Can you just talk a little bit? I mean, the, the, let's talk about uh, Regeneron. Uh, you've been optimistic about uh, about it. It got obviously a big endorsement from President Trump because he was able to to receive it. He's calling it a cure. Uh, he's calling on regulators to give it emergency use authorization. Do you here support the idea of the emergency use authorization? And I assume uh, it's not a cure. No, the, well, the word cure uh, is a bit of an overpromise. You know, that makes it sound it looks like works for everyone and the whole concern about this disease should go away. And that's the last thing we want people to think about. Doesn't it work for everyone? But it's like we don't want to think of this disease going away. Well, yeah, and then there's, yeah. you know, I, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine my, are out of patents, say, so it's like a dollar for two days. I actually know someone, my boyfriend's boss's fiance, she works with the company, like the pharmaceutical company. She's like a doctor, like a researcher. She's hella smart, this woman, super fucking smart, that produces Regeneron. And she's been talking about this for the, the year, like the past year, year and a half. Except the thing is, each dose is like $650,000. That's why it's just not financially productive or lucrative to cure people with, like, who have COVID with it. Yep. Nope. Yeah, precisely. So it's out of patent. They can't price jack it. It's like a dollar or two for. Yeah, they can't get the patent either. Yeah. Yeah. The the FDA wants to like pull their funding, like where they already did pull their funding or something. She like works with the company. Like this isn't like a made up person. This is like a person I've spoke to and like I've seen her. Like her name is uh, like her name is like Doctor. I'm not gonna say her last name. Her name's Karen. I'm just gonna say Doctor Karen. Um, with um. And, yeah, she's been talking about this for, like, the past year and a half. And FDA, I think, threatened to pull their funding or they did already pull their funding and they can't get the patent. It's all very true. That's all, like, facts. Uh, It's just like what you said earlier. Follow the money. Oh, I I like money. money. Well, the word cure uh, is a bit of an overpromise. You know, that makes it sound it looks like works for everyone and the whole concern about this disease should go away. And that's the last thing we want people to think about. (laughs) 
We don't want to think of this disease going away. That's the last thing we want people thinking about. <laughs> wow. The absolute last thing we want people. You know, that's, that's actually a, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a borderline clip of the day. That's an excellent catch. One more time. Air insight. Oops, here we go. And the whole concern about this disease should go away. And that's the last thing we want people to think about. Yeah, it's the last yeah, thing. Don't the want you last thing. And I got At this- least until after the election. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, now this one, this is the kicker. This is a fan favorite for sure. And uh, I'm surprised it. I actually haven't played this on the show before now. But this is uh, the story. The super painful CBS clip when uh, they're asking Bill Gates about the Moderna uh, safety trials. And Nora O'Donnell oh, representing. Se- Sorry, what? I said, when is this from? Because now I want to know, was this like a now, recent this clip? this is like- uh, August 1st, 2020 is the upload date. So this clip probably was uh, in. Okay. Uh, uh, within the week before that, probably. Okay, okay. I was just curious. I want to know like just the timeline on things. Right, right. Representing some other pharmaceutical giant, no less, gave Bill Gates a a hard time about the Moderna trials. Moderna vaccines sound concerning. We looked. After the second dose, at least 80% of participants experienced a systemic side effect, ranging from severe chills to fevers. So are these vaccines safe? Well, the... uh the FDA, uh, uh, not being pressured, will oh. look hard at that. The FDA is the gold standard of regulators, uh, and their current uh, guidance on this, if they stick with that, is is very, very appropriate. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, it, the, 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 the side effects were not super severe. That is, it didn't cause permanent health problems for uh, the uh, things that they does this sound like a guy who was expecting a different line of questioning or perhaps a less aggressive? Well, definitely, yeah. Well, when he starts going, ah, all the time, which is doing. He's struggling. He's struggling, He is man. having trouble uh, mm-hmm. calculating what to say. And and the, uh, you know, it was a grade three injury that most people who had uh, side effects, what they suffered. Grade three is, uh, you know, five is dead. Grade four is life-threatening. Grade three is probably not pleasant. Yes, I think you know the data the better government. than I do. But the bill, bill the, the data show that everybody with a high... Hey, hey, hey. That's Dr. Bill to you, Nora. Who do you think you are? You know the data the better than I do. But the bill, bill the, the data show that everybody with a high dose had a, a side effect. Yeah, but some of that is is not dramatic where, you know, it's just, you know, super painful. But (laughs) it's not dramatic. It's just uh, super painful. Super painful. Not painful. Not painful. Super. And while he's telling this, he's rubbing his arm with his hand like, wow, that must be really painful. But it's not very dramatic. And then finally, uh, she wraps it up with, uh, you know, what can we expect from this thing? Is it good forever? I mean, it's a vaccine, right? We take it. We're good. How many doses? of the vaccine will we need? Well, none of the vaccines at this point appear like they'll work with a single dose. That was the the, whole, oh, the very beginning. Uh, maybe one of them, particularly in the second generation, won't surprise us. We hope just two, although in the elderly, sometimes uh, it it takes Ten. more. And, and so making sure we have lots of elderly people in the trial will give us that data. Woo, lots of elderly people. Yay! 
Just look at how well they did with COVID. Come on, elderly people, step right up. What does Nora know? This had to be a competing pharmaceutical corporation saying, "Uh uh-uh. No, uh, okay, here's you got one of your big advertisers. You got a couple of them, but you got one of them. Let's say Pfizer. Pfizer. Just just say Pfizer. Okay, let's just say it's Pfizer. And Pfizer's seeing what's going on with the ink and all that. I've been going for this other thing. And and they bring their top sales guy in, you know, the guy who does the billion dollars a year. And he says, uh, hey, they sit down with the news director and probably a couple of reporters. And he says, we're going to give you a briefing on. And this happens all the time in all industries. It happens in tech for sure. Sure. They take you down. They say, and here, and they give you a full presentation of why this thing's a piece of crap. It's not going to work. It's a stock play. There's just a bunch of people going to make a lot of money on the stock going up and down. Kind of results they've been getting because you have your competitive research. You have the results the other guys have gotten. You know what? they are. It's not a secret. And you you start throwing this stuff at him. And then you say, and here's the kind of questions you might want to ask Bill. (laughs) Exactly. Here's one. Ask him about it not working and and the side effects. I love his answer. Super painful. Super, it's not bad. It's just super, super painful. painful. What are you complaining about, Nora? What's your problem? You got to take more than one of these shots. (laughs) Uh, yeah, those guys are great. There's some uh, some some uh, sanity bringing entertainment twice weekly from those guys. Can't recommend them enough. Uh, I got uh, I got uh, the Belinda divorce uh, clip. I got of Alex Jones. Who else would it be? Alex Jones reacting <laughs> to the news of Belinda's divorce, uh, Bill and Melinda's divorce. He found out. Oh, about wait, it. before you play that, I do want to interject because this was actually as we're speaking. Um, cause, uh, you brought up the Moderna vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after that interview, this was on my Twitter timeline about an hour ago. Uh, two different women. I'm not going to use their handles or their names or something, but, uh, one posted how the Moderna vaccine gave her extreme period cramps, and then someone commented that the Pfizer one also gave her extreme period cramps. So I don't know. I mean, you're not a woman, but like to uh, for women, I already we, period cramps are already pretty shitty as is. Like I don't want to take something and then God forbid have them ten times worse because of a vaccine or because of something injected in me. Like that scares me. Like does that not scare any other gals out the, there? Hit the me up MRNA on Twitter if it is, does. Uh, the mRNA one is apparently yeah causing period irregularities, to put it mildly. That is. Uh, at least there's reports of that. It's in the yeah. database too. Um, a lots of heavy bleeding, and I this was just on my Twitter time. It's just so weird how like the world kind of works in coincidences. Because as we're sitting here talking about these vaccines, this was like real live tweets I saw from like people I follow on my timeline, and they're just like brushing it off as like with emojis, like oh no, it made me like bleed or something. And it's like <laughs> y'all should be concerned and go to a doctor, not tweeting. Go to a doctor. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's your doctor going to do? I mean, unless it, most of those doctors are trained to, uh, even though it's a total lie, they're trained to believe that every vaccine is totally safe and has never caused a problem. So they're just going to be like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Here, take this pill. I mean, yeah, just that just scares me. If that's like one of the side effects, that's another one added to the list that scares the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. Well, we get, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> I think in a couple of clips that might scare you a little bit more, even maybe. Um, I just lost my uh, lost my ISO. I was looking for my ISO. It's gone. 
That's a shame. Damn. Um, which clip oh, are you looking for? Well, I was looking for the... <laughs> looking for my little, uh... Tim Dillon clip where he says, I want to get the vaccine more than twice. I want to get it six <laughs> yeah. or seven times. I mean, gone. that's what it's looking. It's going to be like a flu shot where you're going to need a booster every Can year. Canada already has deals through 2025 with Pfizer for annual boosters. Oh, beautiful. Well, did you see what they're doing in Canada? Uh, their uh, health prime minister actually came out. This is on video. I saw it. Um, like they're like Canada's health prime minister said that kids after year seven or I guess grade seven. I'm very sorry. You hear my cat crying in the background. <laughs> um, yeah, that shouldn't be happening. So, uh, animals, but. Uh, their prime minister came out and said that kids after grade seven or year seven don't need parental permission for the COVID vaccine. And if they want to get it, they can get it at school and it'll be provided to them. And there was actually something going on. I don't know if it was in like, it was one of the major cities. It was either Toronto or uh, Montreal, one of the ones on the East Coast where in a park, they were literally bribing children with ice cream to get the COVID vaccine. That's yep. like literally, come pet my puppy, come in this van, I'm going to give you candy. Yeah. Like, yeah, what is going on? Canada, the what the a, fuck is going New on? New York and... Uh... They're doing it to adults. Ohio, New York, a couple of states. Oh are yeah, do it. I, I'm saying I'm holding out in New York till I get a piece of property <laughs> in Long Island. Until you offer me a house in Long Island, until De Blasio or Cuomo gives me a Hamptons house, I'm not getting vaccinated. Add one. Right. Yeah. I'll hold out. Yeah. Um. Man, fuck Canada though. Seriously. There you are, overdue for a nuking. What exactly does Canada want? We want more. Money. Yeah, no money. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, wait, okay, yeah, Alex Jones reacting to the news that he finds out on air that Bill and Melinda are getting divorced. Oh, uh, I, I freaked out. I was so happy. It was a <laughs> gift from God. Uh, Melinda Gates, or Melinda French, from Dallas, Texas, was his beard. It's well known that, uh, you know, Gates basically just used her for children and that used her like he uses a pink sweater to look less threatening when the man is a known psychotic and his father headed up Planned Parenthood, his father headed up the World Eugenics Society, his mother was heavily involved uh, with uh, Watson's foundation that owned IBM to carry out eugenics. And so when they set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in the 90s, in the late 90s to get around taxes, it was called the World Population Control Foundation. We actually have clips, uh, I just thought of that, uh, that we'll actually go uh, dig out and play later here on the show uh, that was found online about two years ago where they would introduce him and give him awards uh, 15, 20 years ago for carrying out eugenics. So he also went on Bill Moyer's program and said, well, I'm going to depopulate the world. All of that has come out, the, the, the uh, headline, Billionaires Meet in Secret to... to Talk about overpopulation and how to set up world government. That's the Times of London. That's the Wall Street Journal saying what heroes they are to want to depopulate us. So let's just admit that that's what this all is. And now with the mRNA injections, these are not regular vaccines. Regular vaccines actually work. They can have contaminants. They can have side effects. But then they, I mean, but they still do help sometimes. I'm not against science, but the science is they couldn't get mRNA approved. 
for over a decade around the world is gene therapy because it killed most of the lab rats and animals. That's why they, quote, skipped uh, animal studies. Because under other names with coronaviruses and influenza viruses, a lot of other viruses, they had tested these on basically every lab animal you can imagine from rats to chimpanzees, from chinchillas to pigs. Uh, and, of course, famously, it killed all the ferrets uh, that they tested on within about six months. So it takes some time to kill it's everybody. And now you see them testing it on uh, six-month and two-year-old babies. Uh, some babies have already died. That was in the news today. 15-year-olds having heart attacks, you know, in Colorado with no heart problems and dying. And that's because the, they, found the, a link, the, they actually, were building they the were RNA. Looking for a link between that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. The heart attacks. But they, uh, the, not the heart attacks, but like the heart arrhythmia or the heart problems in teenagers. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they're like, they said that it's a possible link and they're exploring it, quote unquote, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Holds having heart attacks, you know, in Colorado with no heart problems and dying. And that's because the, 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 they were building the RNA um, system to go into the cell and teach it how to counter the spike protein. Well, the spike protein is extremely common in the uterus and in the testicles and in the heart and also in plaques that build up in the arteries. And it's a similar uh, protein found in the brain, especially brains that have ever had any trauma build up the protein. It's what's associated with Alzheimer's. So once you already have some protein in your brain, meaning if you're older, that lets these uh, prions, it's not spongiform encephalopathy, uh, but, but it's in the same family. So it doesn't come from feeding other dead cows to cows and then they grow these crystals in their flesh. You eat it, the crystals get into your bloodstream, go through your blood brain barrier and grow in your brain. But it's a similar prion uh, to the spongiform encephalopathy uh, uh, type prion. And that's what Wolfgang Wudarg, uh, the former, uh, well, not the former, current main head of the advisory board of the UN, along with Dr. Yidon, uh, who was the former uh, uh, vice president, head of science uh, for Pfizer and their vaccine program. He came out in December and they filed an emergency injunction and said, listen, we better not do this. Uh, this protein is the same as what's in the uterus, the brain, the placenta, the and a bunch of other things. It's gonna, it's gonna attack it. You're gonna have heart attacks, strokes, blood clots. Well, that's because they're top scientists. I mean, they knew what it would do, and so it's doing that now. So it doesn't protect you, uh, and so this is a big day for Bill Gates because we don't know why they're splitting. But I think it's probably the wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. Or is, or oh, just man. the. Uh, I, I like what John McAfee always says. Like Microsoft is. Uh, Bill Gates named the company after his cock. Because you got a one-inch pecker. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, I got one virus on my Microsoft computer in, like, middle school, and I've been a Mac supporter, a Mac user ever since. Like, <laughs> one, Cook. I, like, had one laptop with, I mean, Tip, Tim Cook, man, if I got to pick lesser of two evils, I guess I'll go with him. I'm gay, so I can run but slave... Slave labor camps in China is because gay, I'm gay. Though? Oh yeah, he's is gay. Is he actually gay? Well, is maybe he? he's fake oh, gay, know. but he claims to be gay. Oh, well, that's progressive. Actually, I found out that for the past couple of years, up until recently, the CEO of uh, Raytheon was a woman. So look how progressive we are. Right. <laughs> Kick ass. Um. <laughs> the, that's okay. Clip two of Alex Jones on the Belinda divorce. I think it's probably the wife 
She's always used her as a front. Knowing that Bill Gates is the most hated man in the world, uh, he'll he'll put out an Instagram and they'll have 15,000 negative comments. You can't find one positive comment. They have to heavily control and censor his Twitter feeds and everything now. Uh, everything he's done is blow up in his face. The whole vaccine program was collapsing uh, in December of 2019. The UN had an emergency hearing. We didn't find it till January of, of the next year, a month and a half later. In Helsinki, and the head of the vaccine program said, this is killing people, it's not protecting them, our front line is wobbly, the doctors don't believe in this because the vaccines are so contaminated. Uh, we, we're just given this by Bill Gates and by the big pharma companies and told to just test it on people. And so they were already collapsing then, so they launched the COVID hysteria, leaked it out of the Wuhan lab on purpose, now confirm it's out of the Wuhan lab, to lock down, blame Trump, bring in tyranny, bring in a world ID, they already had this on the shelf in Operation Lockstep from the Rockefeller Foundation that Gates took over in the 90s. Uh, and, 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 and so they went ahead and accelerated this program. And so I think his uh, wife, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a hypothesis, probably ducked out of it because imagine being the heat uh, of being married to the most hated man in the world who underwrites ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN. He underwrites every major publication you look up with all these glowing pieces about him, but it only makes everyone hate him that much more. And, and, and so we don't know if she was ever really in on the eugenics. She gave a speech in Germany about six years ago and made a, uh, a glancing attack on me. She said there's Ugh. films and people that claim we want to depopulate the earth. They're the ones that are going to get people killed. Maybe she really believed her own crap. But as the deaths mount and as Moderna, um, you know, deaths mount and, and as Merck pulled out three months ago and said, you can't make a vaccine for this. It's going to cause autoimmune responses. We're getting out. They had That's big. And that's something I'd forgotten about is Merck who was like the big pusher of the MMR vaccine, you know, they pretty much have the monopoly on the MMR vaccine. Merck was like, there's no way to make a coronavirus vaccine that works. And that's like one of the biggest vaccine well, companies. She, in an interview they did a couple of years ago where they sit in their little stupid sweater vests with like some fucking weird mantle behind them or something. <laughs> I don't know. She was like reiterating, Melinda was reiterating that, they really need to, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was last year. Maybe it was with the COVID vaccine or maybe it was with a different vaccine or something. But she was reiterating that we need to get the minority community, like the black community vaccinated mm -hmm. over and over again. And it's like, why would any minority, especially the black community, trust someone trying to vaccinate them after the Tuskegee experiment? Like the Tuskegee experiment. Like after that, like what? And then that, it just... I don't and that know was one of many she, similar experiments under the guise of vaccines. I don't know if she... Well, yeah, that was the one we... That's the most popular one we know. Mm -hmm. And going back to that Alex Jones clip you played, not even in such extreme terms or such extreme ide ideologies, but there has been an agenda 2030 in place by the UN. You can go on their website. You can read mm -hmm. about it. It's just very surface, very basic level, like, knowledge. But... The more it seems is that this pandemic is helping usher in this like agenda 2030 where we are going to need like the Excelsior Pass they already have in New York where you yeah. are going to need like, uh, like a vaccination ID to travel. Um, you're going to all your money. A lot of these places around me, especially in New York, there's a lot of businesses that have popped up that don't take cash anymore. You have to have a debit account or a credit card. And it's electronic. It's all electronic money. Have you tried paying to make cookies? It, Can I give you a cookie? <laughs> I would love to. I wish. Can I give and you so a like cookie? All these things seem like <laughs> Agenda 2030 is being like 
ushered in, like oh, little sure. by little. Yeah. And you could call it, you don't even have to go as extreme as the Alex Jones clip or anything like that. It's just, again, I apologize for the cat behind me. And you don't have to go extreme like that. You could just see little by little what they're trying to usher in just using. I mean, think about this. All the laws that were in place after 9-11 with the Patriot Act, they're still in place. All those powers and laws put in time of an emergency they're still in place. So what do you think they're going to do with some of the laws put in place now when it gives them more power? You think our politicians are just going to give it up easily, whether it's the right or the left? The people in power are going to give it up easily? No, not at all. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's... I don't know. It's, just, it's, 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 it's going down. It's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa! It is... It's, it's going to be like... <laughs> Ancient prophecy is being fulfilled. That's all I'm going to say. Well, the Holy Land isn't a war. And in the Bible and in the Torah, that it is that Catholics in the Bible believe that when the Holy Land gets in a war, then Jesus will come down from heaven, like the second coming will, ha- will happen. And then Jewish people in the Torah or the First Testament, if the Holy Land, Israel, gets in a war, then their Messiah will come because Jesus isn't the Messiah in that religion. So it's it's kind of interesting to see it kind of play out. I'm not one for religious dogma or like following the Bible or anything like that, but it's kind of interesting to see it all play out kind of and how there isn't like all the, the coincidence theory has been kind of proven true time and time again. Yeah, well... Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I just, a lot of different religions from across the world have kind of made pretty startlingly accurate predictions to what's going on now. Go to church every goddamn Sunday. You gonna bring the demons out of me? Um, pretty much. I'm drinking pump. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Still in this clip. Claiming we want to depopulate the earth. They're the ones that are going to get people killed. Maybe she really believed her own crap, but as the deaths mount and as Moderna, um, you know, deaths mount and, and as Merck pulled out three months ago and said, you can't make a vaccine for this. It's going to cause autoimmune responses. We're getting out. They had two vaccines. They said, e- even that corrupt company, Merck, that brought us Gardasil said, this is too dangerous. We can't do this. We've got to pull back. We've got to pull out. Um, uh, yeah, Gardasil. So just live. Yeah. That's- exactly. Yeah, so the company that was fine with pushing Gardasil on everybody is like, even the mRNA shit for them, they're like, yeah. We've got to pull out. Um, and so just liability protection by governments isn't going to protect him. He's been thrown out of 30-plus countries. He's been thrown out of India. He controls over 100 other health services with tens of billions a year, tax-free with the Rockefeller, IBM, his trust, uh, the the uh, other trust controlled by Berkshire Hathaway. All of that is put into there. It's tax exempt that he takes the profit from that and uses it as a weaponized system for the Great Reset. He wears a Great Reset pen calling for depopulation, <laughs> yeah. along with Klaus Schwab. So this is all coming out. And, and I'm sure she's mad at him. And again, this is just a hypothesis, putting two and two together, uh, deduction, my dear Watson, is, is that it's so unpopular and so horrible. She wants to get away from the incredible heat uh, that is coming out. I think that's a good time to play. Uh... Well, actually, you got a clip here uh, or two left here. You got the um, the slip up, I guess. Well, I this... have their. Yeah, I had that was just like a slip, like a little Freudian slip up that I didn't pick up the first time I 
watched that clip and I found it very interesting how he was just very, it was very quick. Yeah. Uh, $10 billion over the next 10 This is with Sanjay Gupta. Sam- no, Sam- this is, no, this is, no, no, it's not with Sanjay Gupta. That was a commercial. This is with one of the, I don't know his name. He's some white guy, CNN reporter. No. Uh, $10 billion over the next 10 years uh, to make it the year of the vaccines. W- what does that mean exactly? The year of the vaccine. Well, over this decade, uh, we believe unbelievable progress can be made, both inventing new vaccines and making sure they get out to all the children who need them. Uh, we could cut the number of children who die every year from about 9 million to half of that uh, if we have success on it. And the, the benefits there in terms of reducing sickness, reducing the population growth, it really allows the uh, society a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go back, back that up. <laughs> He's done two TED Talks about this, talking about how one I of mean, the best ways to lower the so global population. <laughs> Bill Gates says one why of the best ways so to lower the global population is through vaccines. He says that oh my God. in TED Talks. About 9 million to half of that uh, if we have success on it. And the, the benefits there in terms of reducing sickness, reducing the population growth, it really allows the society a chance to take care of itself uh, once you've made that intervention. There's been a lot of scrutiny of vaccines recently, specifically childhood vaccines. There's been a lot of news about is there a connection with autism, for example. <laughs> what do you make of all that? Dr. Wakefield wrote a paper about this saying that he thought there was a connection. And uh, people, there was lower vaccination rates as a result for a period of time in Britain than the United States. What are your thoughts? Well, Dr. Wakefield uh, has been shown, used absolutely fraudulent data. Uh-oh. He had a financial interest in some lawsuits. He created a fake, fake paper. The journal allowed it to run. All the other studies were done, showed no connection whatsoever again and again and again. Oh, really? Because uh, last I saw, it was under oath the CDC admitted in front of the Senate that they have not once done a study comparing vaccinated and unvaccinated children in the rates of autism. So you can't say it's been debunked when there's been zero studies on it. All the other studies I mean, were done. Show- sorry. I mean, I'm just, no, it's all good. I'm just saying, I mean, whether or not people choose or people want to say there's a direct correlation or a direct link between vaccines and autism or any other kind of sickness or developmental delays, I think you should still let parents kind of decide what to do with their kids. Why is Bill Gates telling me what I should be doing with my child? Whether I vaccinate my child or not is my own personal decision. Whether I get vaccinated or not is my own personal decision. Like, why is just he so heavily invested in, like, jabbing people with needles, man? I wish I still had the clip. I used to have this Alex Jones clip. It's like... They're trying to tell me that I don't have a right not to be raped by Bill Gates's metal pecker. Talking about the vaccine. <laughs> He's raping me orally, anally, and vaginally. Yeah, to me, it's like whether you, whatever you choose to believe or not, whatever you want to label misinformation or not, whether you want to believe that there's a link between vaccines and autism or anything, like, why is Bill Gates the ultimate authority on what the hell I get to do with my kid or what my kid needs or what's the best for my kid? Yeah, a, a, a prudent question and one that you probably won't have. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I guess the answer, answer the answer is the same thing it always is. right? Yeah, I like money, though. He's the Seriously. he's the the talking head for the pharma boys. Allowed it to run. All the other studies were done, showed no connection whatsoever, again and again and again. 
Uh, and so it's an absolute lie that has killed thousands of kids because the mothers who heard that lie, many of them didn't have their kids take either pertussis or measles vaccine and their children are dead today. And so, you know, the people who go and engage in those anti-vaccine efforts, you know, they, they kill children. It's a, a, a very sad thing because these vaccines are important. Important. I like how he laughed when he says they kill children and then he says it's sad. You know, they, they kill children. It's a, a, a very sad thing because very these sad. vaccines are important. Uh, um. I mean, yeah, just again, what parents do with their kids should be not, shouldn't be on Bill Gates's radar at all. Like stick to making computer parts, sir. Don't, you don't have me. a choice. People act like you have a choice. <laughs> exactly. I guess I don't have a choice and I shouldn't be allowed to ask. I should decide what to do with my kid and Bill Gates should tell me what to do with my kids or my body, I guess. Yeah. You know, makes sense. Um, now there is a... Uh, yeah, is producing child to death. Producing child to death. What's... Uh, here we go. Here's Did the he classic. Producing or reducing? Wait, producing. can you replay that? I want to hear that. Producing Wait, child hear to it. death. It's just the ISO. Oh, wow. The full clip, he says, we need to be working on producing childhood death, but he meant reducing. I guess, if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Producing Freudian childhood kiss. death. Yeah, He's uh, got a lot of Freudian slips, <laughs> if you want to chalk it up to Freudian slips, which I guess you can. Uh, here we, Here's the classic TED Talk. Uh, this equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. This is the one Alex Jones was ranting about at the beginning, because it's weird how the audience just laughs hysterically when he basically says we need to get rid of all humans he's like one is of these this numbers first or second ted talk this one is innovating to zero i believe it's his first one okay okay <laughs> but he uh he he literally says like to reduce carbon emissions one of these numbers needs to go down to zero and then he yes, puts I the screen he hits about. the clicker and the, the slide goes over to humans He's like, that's just basic algebra. And the audience just laughs like it's hilarious that we need to it's get rid joke. of all the humans. Yeah. It's a this joke. equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy the, 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 on the, average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh -huh. uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. What? And all I can tell you is that this is bad. Okay, so I, I have some more TED Talk clips here. Let's, uh, let's plow through these, shall we? This one's from 2010, I think. What inspires me is teaching African refugees how to program JavaScript. What inspires me is finding out how to use maglev trains to get resources to the moon. These are the challenges of t that tomorrow's going to face. Okay? 
How are we going to get clean drinking water to two billion Chinese people? You got an answer? Get inspired. The second thing that inspires me are ideas. Ideas are amazing. Ideas are like currency. Ideas are what drives the world. Ideas are what we need to get to the next stage. And not just great inventions like the train, little things like this microphone that enables me to speak to the unwashed masses. TED Talks. TED Talks are another great idea. (laughs) Where would we be right now? And we have to talk about it because great ideas don't come in all shapes and sizes. 9-11, September 11th. What? What'd she say? Like, what? I'm just, I'm just like, what the fuck is this man talking about? From teaching refugees to code to <laughs> rockets to 9-11? Like, I swear, that is the most ADD, like, ADHD train of thought, like, train of thoughts right there. Like, who is giving this man stage time and camera time? Seriously. Well, we'll, <clears throat> let, we'll circle back to that in a second, as Pisaki would say. About it because great ideas don't come in all shapes and sizes. 9-11, September 11th, and we're going to use some reverence here and not be silly about this, but look at what they accomplished with no weapons and just 11 guys who didn't even speak English. And that proves that sometimes great ideas are actually horrible ideas. <laughs> this is uh, Sam Hyde of Million Dollar Extreme fame. You've probably, the comic, you've probably seen him uh, his picture every time there's a school shooting the meme the meme is that he did it that, the, that picture even they even got CNN to report that he did it one time but he scammed his way into doing a TED talk um, like lied in about his credentials to get in there and we I actually brought this to the I think it was the end of our Bill Gates episode early last year so I wanted to bring this one back because it is yeah, uncanny it. how similar his bullet points are to I mean he's obviously doing a he's making fun of the TED audience and just making fun of how dumb TED well, talks yeah, are course. but he's yeah, yeah he, it's, it's it's a joke right but his he's very him and Bill Gates are are like two peas in a pod when it comes to their bullet points on the on the TED talks it's 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 actually kind of astonishing where are we we've got Let's all this great it. technology we've got 7 billion people in the world and according to UN projections it's going to go up to 50 billion people that's a lot of mouths to feed, and I don't think they're going to be able to feed themselves. So we better start coming up with some robots to bridge that gap. <clears throat> the West's sick addiction to fossil fuel. Oh, but he's, yeah, he's already, this is already Bill Gates material. He's on in now, but he's, I forgot to mention, he is dressed up like a gladiator. He's got like Roman armor on. Oh, that's amazing. And he I comes out on the Ted, Ted stage, and he's just like panting, breathing heavy. And then he just is sits he in down. Chariot? Please tell me he like gets brought, brought out in a chariot. That'd no, he just walks out with like shitty gladiator armor on. And then he just like gets a bottle of water and drinks it and just breathes heavy for like the first minute or two while that he's up there. And then he goes, can we reset the clock? Yeah, another two minutes. To the clock. <laughs> it's like yelling at the guy, the slide guy that's doing the slides. Yeah, it's, it's great. He's great. The West's sick addiction to fossil fuel is going to make this planet uninhabitable for the future generations. Uh, you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen the movie An Inconvenient Truth. 
It's essentially what's going on is we're too selfish and we're driving our cars too much. And that's getting nature out of the picture. Now we looked at the data. We looked at the data. And what we found surprised us. What we found, right there, what we found was that culture is a sewer. We've got lewd media. We've got nasty bedroom things on TV. And they're sexualizing young girls, and it's getting to the point where even I have a problem with it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds like a real te TED Talk. Though. It's like, getting to the point where even better. I have a problem. I mean, it is technically a real TED Talk because he yeah, lied about yeah. his credentials to do it. But. No, no, but like the, 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 not the format and the content and what he's talking about, it sounds like it would be a real TED Talk. Like, not a parody or not a joke or not a satire. That's just wild. Come on, man. Not a joke. I mean, yeah, the the world is uh, overpopulated, but I mean, if Bill Gates wants to argue that the best ideas, like the great ideas aren't the best ideas or something, I mean, I don't know. I guess, yeah, a pandemic is good for the environment. I don't really see how, but... Prince Charles said uh, in one of his I memoirs, know, I, I uh, Prince Charles said something along the lines of, when I die, I want to be reincarnated as a virus to wipe out a good chunk of humanity and help solve the overpopulation problem. I know I'm evil, That's but so I try weird. to be good, and I hope God forgives me. All right, I got one more Sam Hyde, Sam Puhai, the clip here. Uh, this is, yeah, still right, still the same TED Talk. 2070 predictions. The next 50 years are going to be... Oh, the, the name of his TED Talk is Paradigm Shift 2070. So it's all about how what the year 2070 is going to look like. 2070 predictions. The okay. next 50 years are going to be some serious stuff. Seafloor farming. 75% of the world's surface not being used by agriculture. On the seafloor, you're going to have sea beets, sea yams, sea cabbage. Have you ever had a sea salad? Have you ever had sea cheesy baked potatoes that blew your socks off? Because you're going to be. 2070 coming up. Trash economy. The abundance of trash. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to put it on an island? Are we going to make it somebody else's problem? Or are we going to take the initiative and take this problem by the horns? Trash economy. You use cubes of trash as money. Everybody becomes rich. It's a gold rush. <laughs> Walk with me. Most of the major cities will be replaced with vast pleasure domes used exclusively by the Excelsiites, who are the neo-upper class, while the displaced hordes of lower-class depth grovelers will live underground in tiered cities, endlessly toiling away for nuggets of neoplasmin. Video games are going to get more realistic. <laughs> right about that. Super fuel-efficient vehicles getting 80 100 miles per gallon, it's not that crazy. You think I'm nuts right now because I'm suggesting something high-tech like that? Flip side of that coin, gas, $10 a gallon. You can't win them all, we're but we can make there. do. Because we're going to have solar power also. Race riots. Extreme racial tension Again, and unrest. There. Uh, it's called the knockout game. And eventually white people are going to get tired of playing it. That's all I'm saying. A new... I'll skip that one. Um, we have two minutes left? Okay. Playing games with me, huh? Can we get the original 18 minutes back on here? 
caught me. I'm unprepared. Now, 2070, due to the massive birth increase, we're going to have a shortage of milk. What this means is the Neo-Earth Good Government League is going to have to genetically modify all humans, male and female, to lactate once a month. Once every month, you're going to be going to a lactation processing center where they'll, they'll hook you up to all kinds of weird things. Uh, now, they have due to some fluke, about men 3% of the population... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think... Uh... I think it's t we have the technology. Um, oh my god! All of that is just what very, he's saying. It's, it's like it's already pretty Bill Gatesy, though, right? Wild, yeah. Oh my god! All that sounds like it's a literal like TED talk that I could like would listen. Like I guess a couple years ago, I would listen to and I would be like, yeah, that sounds about all about right. Like that that's believable. <laughs> and just listening to that, um, I am gonna have to wrap this up soon. Just wanted. There's so much we could get into, obviously, with Bill Gates and everything. I just, I want. I, I do have to wrap this up. Soon. Yeah, just, I got. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it doesn't sound like a joke at certain points. No, like, and uh, it, it I have. Um, I got one more clip after this, plus your clip, if you want to just power through that. Oh no! Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, just I can't go for like another hour. I just yeah, it's cool. To we got started late today. This is late for me. It's like, yeah, you're on the East Coast as well, so I feel like it's the same time. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, plus this is Nick the Rat's showtime, so. Calculation. Oh, um, no. Where, where are we at? We're here. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Now, due to some fluke, about 3% of the population produces milk, uh, about 500% as much milk. So they're going to have to be farmed constantly, and it's very painful. But they're going to be rounded up by FEMA, and their milk will serve the greater good. <laughs> Guys, what's the one problem right now that's not going to be around in 2070? <laughs> the elderly and the disabled. Because we're just going to kill them. We're just going to kill them. So we looked at the data. Uh... We got robots policing the streets. 2070, we got gay marriage. Surprise, surprise, bigots, okay? Sorry, in 2070, gay people are going to be allowed to get married. Get used to it. Make me sick sometimes. Soda Stream will do for soda what 3D printing did for assault rifles. <laughs> and I think you're going to be seeing a whole lot more of these great Apple products. Um, so this, this line right here, I think it is right now, that's not going to be around in 2070. Yeah. What's the one problem right now that's not going to be around in 2070? <laughs> the elderly and the disabled. Cause we're <laughs> just gonna kill them. Yeah. We're just gonna yeah. kill them. Yeah, it is the football spike. Yeah. So then that, that, uh, if, I mean, Smash cut straight to Bill Gates right That's here. That's a trade-off society is making because of very, very high medical costs and a lack of willingness to say, you know, is spending a million dollars on that last three months of life for that patient, would it be better not to lay off the, those 10 teachers and to make that trade-off in medical costs? But that's called the death panel, uh, and you're not supposed to have that discussion. So you, of course... Huh? We're just gonna mm -hmm. kill him. <laughs> uh. I mean, yeah, that's the way to do it. Just kill grandma off. I mean, 
I actually, true story, true anecdote, um, a couple of years ago before my, my grandfather passed away, uh, he had diabetes, really bad diabetes, he had gout in his f foot or like leg and stuff, and one morning I was staying at my parents' house in Florida, my mom is talking to me, she goes, hey, I think they're going to have to amputate grandpa's leg, and my response when I was like 22, I was like, why don't we just euthanize him? You I seriously that? thought you could put, yeah, I thought you could put down your grandparents like like a dog. I th I was like, why can't we just do that? It seems inconvenient for him to not have a leg. He's like 80-something and grandma's dead too. Like that Damn. was literally my reasoning behind it. So like, I mean, he just wants to do that on a larger scale. Like I want to murder my grandpa. He wants to murder everyone's grandpas. I, I also like eugenics. A funny story behind that clip that was uh, a friend of mine was on as a guest, and he, right after he said that, he said, and don't take that out of context. So I made sure to <laughs> get that clip of him saying he likes eugenics. Um, uh, all right, well, uh, you got one last clip, and then we can wrap this puppy up, I suppose. All right, sounds good. Next time we'll, ha we'll uh, coordinate a little better. That was a lot <laughs> partial but size of the plumbing uh, issues you were having i had my own Isaiah, shenanigans yeah. going on at I my place so that was my yeah, bad that sink overflowed yeah that was i uh i was yeah i was ready at like two o'clock i was like i had my iced coffee and everything and then as like the day progressed i had like a sink overflow problem and then our lights were flickering and i was praying there wasn't going to be an app power outage and there wasn't thank god so it was but yeah just I need a I need to get a plumber to clean my pipes and that's not a euphemism. Like I genuinely need a skilled plumber. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to be having one tomorrow. I last I heard, I would I would guess. Last I heard. I mean, yeah, my landlord can say whatever the fuck he wants, whether the guy shows up or not, we'll see. Yeah, well. Yeah. You people are fantastic. Okay, last you got, you got your last clip here. Um, it, this is a Bill and Melinda announced next pandemic will get yes, attention. Yes, this is. You know, they took their experience and actually prepared, and so they moved a lot faster. Uh, so we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, you know. And the you're missing the visual component since people are just listening to this and not seeing it. But as soon as he talks about the next one, the next pandemic, his eyes just light up and he gets this big grin across she his smiles. face. She gets like a little smile in the clip. They too, both get real happy see. looking. Yeah, I think that's the same one where she talks about vax i don't know if it's the same one or maybe it was a different one they they sit there and they do their little stupid sweater interviews and their sweater vest interviews and she's they're like that evil power couple like i don't know what's gonna happen now that they're divorcing is she gonna try and be like no no i'm not associated with everything they're saying he's associated with or she's just gonna be like she went on oprah and like had a whole sob story like a couple of days ago about how awful her marriage was and it's like Calm down. You knew what you were married to. Oprah Winfrey is a pedophile on record. Amazing. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, there, there's actually, well, I'll, I'll wait till this clip's over. You know, they took their experience and actually prepared, and so they moved a lot faster. Uh, so we, you know, we'll have to prepare for the next one. That, 
you know, I'd say is uh, will get attention this time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd say is uh, will get attention this time. Yeah. So he said we'll the uh, he said the exact same thing on Stephen Colbert uh, the Colbert show. He says yeah. on Stephen Colbert's show, and Colbert just goes along with it and chuckles and just laughs, and they both just laugh like their asses off, like it's hilarious. Of course, it's but, hilarious. Yeah, but Bill Gates says I call this pandemic one. Pandemic two point is coming. It'll probably be uh, biological, and we played clips in the earlier Bill Gates episode we did. Of Bill Gates talking in these TED talks about how it's going to be a, it could be a natural ep epidemic or it could be biological terrorism, and that's what he says in Colbert. He's like, pandemic 2.0 is coming, and I think that one will get people's attention, and it'll likely be bi bioterrorism. And it's like, dude, what? <laughs> you sound pretty confident that this shit's going to happen too. It's like he kind of wants it to happen. I don't understand why he like wants. Like you would think a normal human being would be like, okay, like, we're going to prepare for the worst. Like, there is, like, these bad things out there. But he sounds like he wants it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, to me, it's wild. Like, you don't need even need to make up insane theories about this man. Like, all these things that are on record, all the sound bites you had, all the clips, all the interviews, all these things he said on record and on camera, that should be, like, proof enough to be like, why do we keep listening to this man? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. At the very least, well, I guess he's he. I guess he's getting canceled pretty hard right now. So there, I guess the New World Order has uh, gotten their use out of him. I mean, is he getting canceled? I, it doesn't seem like people are still talking. Like, people are still quoting him on his vaccine and epidemiology and opinion and stuff like that. Like... A lot of people still, like, justify, they don't want to, like, really believe that he had a connection to, I don't know, I'll see it, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think he's getting canceled yet. He's gonna. You know, you can't be it. a fly nigga if you raise your hand. I think, I think he's, uh, I don't know, I think the, the, his, his, his time and usefulness is, has come to a close, because, like, why else would the media just be completely going after him with all this Epstein stuff all of a sudden like because it's like That's stuff we true. were talking years ago about now the yeah. media is like all of a sudden covering it it seems like they they uh some it's something convenient happened. it's pretty convenient it's a pretty convenient moment to cover something that you had on record for 10 years and uh i like the theory that adam curry uh yeah. tw tweeted out or tooted out was the, that uh, bill gates is going to be the fall guy for the for the funding of the Wuhan lab where the virus supposedly leaked from. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it'd be pretty good. Interesting. That's I know I'm evil, theory. but I try to be good. Uh, but yeah, I'm, thanks. No, I know you got to go. So thanks for hanging no, out with me tonight. Good. We'll do it again. No, uh, thank you. No, I really appreciate for having me on. Like I said, um, I have a love hate relationship with like Bill Gates. I, uh, I don't need to make up like, any like you don't need to like make up wildish claims about him like literally all the things like we talked about in this episode and all the sound bites and everything it's like just people should realize he's not a doctor and he like has these really twisted views on the world and population growth and society and what we should be doing with our kids and like if, if that doesn't disturb you what the fuck guys like what the fuck man you don't have a choice people act like you have a choice yeah Exactly. The state. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. 
for sure. We'll do it again. The, yeah, the state should definitely dictate all your decisions, and Bill Gates should dictate the dictations of the state. And well, so they know best for you. We're yeah. stupid. We're going to own nothing, eat and live in pods, and eat bugs, and we'll be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And we'll get our uh, monthly lactations in the FEMA camps <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, really people can follow you. Your new Twitter account uh, that's not banned yet. Yes. No, yes, let's not speak it into existence. It's at adbarbs <laughs> versus the world. And then VS. my TikTok is the same thing, which, again, I know the Chinese Communist Party is dumbing me down and spying on me, but it's okay. I make some stupid videos making fun of Joe Biden on there. And uh, <laughs> Sir, we yeah. love China very much. Please don't be too tough on them. Exactly. And then also, if they people want to check me out, um, I don't know if you know the comedian Chrissy Mayer, but uh, she's on Compound Media. She has a show, The Wet Spot. I've been a pretty regular guest on that. They can check me out on last Ooh. night's episode or two nights' episode, and then I did two other ones. And uh, I'll have some. I have some stuff in the works coming up, so people will see it on Twitter. Yes, yeah, uh, send me all that, and I'll I'll link it in the show notes for this episode, so people can check it out. Oh, I want to. I want to check out the. Con- I didn't. I. I uh, haven't checked out Compound Media in a while, but I'd love to check that out. Get back into it. That's yeah, cool. last uh, last episode I was on. Uh, last episode I was on. A porn star showed her pussy, and it was very exciting. Ooh. So, yeah, nice. In the seventies, I had, I was fucking twenty five fat girls to get them to go get diet pills. All the fat girls in town was over at my house. <laughs> I'd say, "Baby, go on over there and get them pills now, and come on back over here." Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh well yeah thanks again and yes it's yeah, Barb's Sam, versus so the world on. I really appreciate Twitter and TikTok yeah we'll do it again for sure now uh I'll I'll do better about getting my schedule in a <laughs> workable fashion workable fashion <laughs> you take it so easy professional oh yeah thank you you too have a good night yeah yeah <laughs> see you I like money. <laughs> We all want to return to the way things were before COVID-19. But there's one area where I hope we never go back, our complacency about pandemics. We can get ahead of infectious disease outbreaks. By the next pandemic, I believe we can have what I call mega-testing diagnostic platforms. They can be deployed quickly, cost very little, and test 20% of the entire population every week to stop future pandemics quickly, we need to be able to spot disease outbreaks as soon as they happen anywhere in the world. And that requires a global alert system. If there turns out to be some new infectious pathogen, then we need a group of infectious disease responders to spring into action. Think of these as like pandemic firefighters. They're gonna use their logistics, use their ability to build up capacity quickly. They're gonna go wherever that problem is. Stopping the next pandemic will require a big investment. But I think of this as the best insurance policy the world could buy. You producing childhood death. You can read more about this in our annual letter. Producing childhood death producing child to death. Now let's turn to the US because it's the country, you know, it's the world's biggest economy. It's the preeminent public health country in the world. It's got the world's best epidemiologists. I mean, why is it done so badly? Well, we believe in freedom. 
uh, individual freedom. We optimize for individual rights. Uh, you know, there's some bad luck in this that uh, the the CDC's initial test uh, was slow, complicated, didn't work. They didn't let the commercial labs come in. We messed up getting that commercial lab capacity going. We never created a CDC website that would prioritize who was test, tested so that both we didn't overload the system to avoid taking more than 24 hours to give you results, and we were making sure low-income communities and people who really needed the tests were getting them as opposed to wealthy people who like to be tested or on a regular basis or force their delivery people or people who work in their house to be tested every week. So we've had a uh, a very uncoordinated testing thing. Even though we have way more PCR machines than any country, we and, and we performed at this point, although that was slow to get going, we performed a lot of tests. But the delayed uh, results and the fact that people's behavior, even if they test positive, doesn't uh, change their behavior as much as other countries to take them out of the infection pool. That's where, unfortunately, we had a continued high level of infection through the summer. How much damage has been done by the kind of conspiracy theories that have grown up, particularly on social media, even frankly about you personally, you know, you caused the pandemic. I mean, it's, it's very ad hominem now. Is that is that sort of, um, you know, something you could brush aside? Do you think there's real damage done by that that kind of conspiracy theory? You know, it's hard for me because I'm so, you know, science oriented to even, you know, go, oh, come on. Not really. People don't really believe that. You know, the, those things are completely untrue. And to the degree they cause people not to wear masks or seek out the vaccine, you know, or to think this is all some big conspiracy, that's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, countries where the leaders have been more clear, you know, have had more compliance on uh, the masks and social distancing. So that's that's been a benefit to them. I think it'll die down. I mean, a pandemic is a, a time when it's not totally surprising that people's uh, concern and, you know, reaching for oversimplistic explanations gets a little bit higher. And, you know, weirdly, it's come at the time of an election in the U.S. that's fairly polarized. So a lot of things, there seems to be some confluence between social media, election, and pandemic that uh, have this at a level that, you know, I, I, I certainly never expected to be mentioned in any of those things because, you know, we were pretty obscure doing our work on infectious disease, which is mostly in poor countries. And this has gotten infectious diseases uh, and, you know, crazy ideas about them into the rich countries in a way that that you never would have predicted. You know, the values of the foundation are about saving lives. We have a great track record of uh, achieving that. You know, so I'm not somebody who you know, can complain because I've had, you know, this amazing life and get to do this amazing work. The conspiracy theorists who believe that you helped to create and spread the coronavirus might be easy to dismiss if there weren't so many of them. Has that notoriety become an impediment to your efforts or the foundation's work yet? Well, it's so crazy, you know, to suggest the opposite, which is, you know, we make vaccines and that has saved you know millions of lives to somehow uh, say that the vaccine in general is malign or that you know the the deaths 
uh, aren't really taking place. It's surprising to me how interesting that is. So it spreads far more quickly than the truth. The big concern is that if that means that the protection uh, of others, like wearing masks or a willingness of enough people uh, to take the vaccine, then it absolutely does make things worse. And the idea of how should these social media platforms try and avoid being the source of these uh, sort of weirdly interesting falsehoods, uh, that's a debate or discussion we're going we're gonna to have to continue to have. The Gates Foundation are... Um in favor of developing digital certificates that would certify that individuals, American citizens, have an immunity to this virus and potentially other viruses going forward uh, to then facilitate travel and work and so forth. What are your thoughts from a civil libertarian point of view about these types of uh, what some would say tracking mechanisms that would be adopted going forward to reopen our broader economy. Yeah, I'm very concerned about uh, slippery slope in terms of uh, continuing encroachments on personal liberty. Uh, I do think during the emergency, uh, appropriate reasonable steps are, are, are fine. But a digital certificate to show who has recovered or been tested recently or when we have a vaccine who has of people who've received it. That's his answer on Reddit, Ask Me Anything. They had a little forum. I'd be a little concerned about that and the tracking of people and so forth, generally, especially going, going forward over a long period of time. These events that are happening now are not about money. Uh, how we, do we get richer? That's a byproduct. And these people are so greedy, of course. They, they love all that stuff. But it's, it's, if you go to the core of the core, it's all about control. So you have um, this global web and, uh, with a spider uh, at the center, this inner core. And um, if you go to davidike.com, I've done a 16-minute uh, animated film explaining how all this works and how, how, and, and how through this they pulled off the pandemic. It's simpler than, than people think would be possible. And so um, you have um, a series of people, front people, Elon Musk's another one, who um, are cover stories for bringing technology and, uh, and, and other things and f- funding woke organizations like BLM, um, uh, which Soros does. They appear to be individual philanthropy and business uh, at work, but actually they're just front people for this web and they do what the web tells them. Uh, and so Gates, uh, funnily enough, I wrote 85 percent of the answer, which I started last uh, October before all the the, um, the lockdowns kicked in. In that first 85 percent of the book where I was pointing out what the, what the plan is. Well, and then in this period since what I said was the plan is, is kind of unfolded at, at a rate of knots. But, but the reason I mention this is that um, Bill Gates gets many mentions in the first 85% of the book, including these vaccine um, uh, connections, um, before any of this uh, lockdown kicked in and he became, you know, Mr. Health Policy because um, he, he funds loads of things, not least common core education in America to program kids in everywhere you look he funds the media which then interview him with with softball questions it's everywhere gates money but his prime uh role 
among his others for this cult, is to front up control of health policy and uh, vaccinate the world. Uh, and so um, he uh, stepped down from Microsoft in March because he knew what was coming. <laughs> That's why he was predicting, oh, there's a pandemic coming. Yeah, because you bloody know. Because <laughs> you're orchestrating it with others. <laughs> so um, so he's um, he's a super, super psychopath. I mean, you, you have to have no empathy and no compassion in your entire being to create the catastrophe for human life that he has. Um, knowing that that's what he's doing and that's what the the outcome's going to be because that's what he wants the outcome to go, uh, going to be. I mean, this man is, um, I wouldn't even describe him as, as human uh, if you use the term humanity uh, in uh, being human, uh, human traits. I, I wouldn't describe him even human because he doesn't, he doesn't have any of those traits. Uh, and uh, his job is to control the World Health Organization. He controls Ted Ross. He, he was the one that had him appointed, of course. Uh, and um, and and from this central point, he's controlling global health policy. The issue that really grabbed me as as urgent were issues related to population. The problem is that the population is growing the fastest in the very poorest places, and so it's really an acute problem in a, a certain number of places. And we've got to make sure. Uh, that we help out with the tools now so that they don't have an impossible situation later. It's just who I told you, Bill Damn Gates. I look at the news coming in. Every one of these stories certifies and confirms our worst nightmares. We're deep inside the New World Order now. <laughs> Overnight, all the hard-fought liberties are gone and the mark of the beast is announced. It's just who we told you would do the announcement. Closest thing to the Antichrist on this planet is Bill Gates. Creepy, evil, medical officer of the New World Order. Who's pushing 5G? Dickhead. Who's pushing weather modification? Jerk off. In fact, I shouldn't even joke around. Those names are too kind for him. He is a manifest hole in the hell. I told you, he's the chief science officer of the New World Order. Folks over the years are like, why do you harp on Bill Gates? Because they're devil worshippers. They're going to release stuff that starts killing hundreds of millions every season. See, you're going to get those vaccines, and then all of a sudden you're going to feel lumps all over your body. You're, you're going to have lymphatic cancer. That's, that's what they give you. And, and you're going to get uh, blood cancer. You just, you just, oh, oh my God. And it's the loving doctrine. Oh, I'm going to help you. Oh, liberal. Oh. And they're going to get you and take you in, and they're going to hit you with radiation and bug poison that's costing like 30 cents a package. They're going to charge you $1,000 per, per, per deal. But, but it, it'll be okay, though, because you'll be strong, and there'll be a run. You'll be there in your wheelchair. And then the runner's like, oh, we're raising money for you. Oh, oh you're so brave. You've got breast cancer, honey. But a lot of brave women have fought it. We're going to suck about 100 grand out of you. And Bill Gates' is a little satanic elf going, oh, oh. The spider first bites you and stuns you, then ties you up, and then slowly lets your juices dissolve. And when it hears the last beats in the heart, right when the 
spirit leaves, plunges the fangs in ritualistically. So right at the moment of death, there's an eight-eyed spider sitting on top of Lay there. I am your medical doctor. I'm Fauci. Let me just put this in you. Let me just slide these in, and then you'll be safe. Liberal. And it just slips them in and then pumps a little in. It goes, see, that feels better now. Go to sleep. Sleep. And you, oh, I'll just do what they say. I won't file. I'll go along with it. It's all about sucking the darkest, most twisted energy off the planet. And up there are the top generals, the Fauci's, openly crazed, openly psychotic, openly evil, involved in every evil you can imagine. A ghoul-like creature. And serving Gates, another little ghoul, a little demon elf. Oh, I'm Bill Gates. I'm, oh, I'm liberal. Oh, take my shot. It's not for the red to me. Oh, hi, I'm Bill Gates. Let's kill old people. Oh, oh, let's take shots. Oh, I'm your boss now. Oh, oh, I'm going to inject you with a, with a shot. We got to turn the corner sometime. Holy hell. Microchips, world government, forced inoculations. This is world government forced inoculations. Total tracking and microchips sewn into our skin. Honey, we gotta turn the corner sometime. Holy hell! God Almighty! What the hell? I I'm just saying. I am saying that I'm. I am not, I have not been co-opted at all, okay, at all. I'm just saying that I'm, I want to get the vaccine more than twice. I'd like to get it six or seven times, okay? So I wanted to get that out of the way because people are always, nervous how and and when we'll be co-opted. So there's not, I just want to let people know there is no fear of that at all. No fear of that at all. Okay, let's do an ad break here. We do do have an ad. Hold on, hold on. Let's get it. Let's get the ad here. Moderna (laughs) as now sponsoring the Tim Dillon show. (laughs) Moderna has developed a vaccine. It is fun, and it is two shots. You will love it and enjoy it. And afterwards, it will be shown that you have taken it in a wallet so you can get into basketball games and concerts. Moderna is always working hard to try to solve the problems of tomorrow. Just have to get these ads out of the way, folks. It's just... The Tim Dillon Show is proud to be sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. (laughs) Bill and Melinda are here to help. They want you to know that. Bill has spent years tirelessly trying to solve every problem that has ever arisen from climate change to vaccines and diseases and overpopulation and how these all go together somehow. Bill and Melinda are very excited to help people through their charitable donations and foundations and contributions. On this show, I have said things about Bill that are not true. 
because I'm a stupid pig. Don't listen to the stupid pig. Do your own research at their website, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, because that is where the accurate information is. All other sources are not to be trusted. I am sorry for what I have said about Bill and Melinda Gates. It was inappropriate and downright wrong. I wrestle with the guilt of what I have said about them. Sometimes it is so bad that I lay in bed all day like I have just taken the much-needed second shot of the Moderna vaccine. This ad copy is good. It's not bad. (laughs) I am very, very happy. I love Bill and everything he has done for the third world and our world. Let's and all of the worlds. I also apologize for continually bringing up the Epstein angle with Bill because Bill had no idea what Jeffrey was doing. I am a fat opportunist who likes to link people's this is a long head who likes to link people together that had nothing to do with each other. It is because I am fat and I am not thinking clearly that I have constantly brought up previous associations with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I am sorry. I want to take this opportunity to apologize to Bill, Melinda, and Warren Buffett for all of my transgressions. And I am excited to welcoming them as sponsors of my new show, where I will be vaccinated on the table in front of everyone. So I think it's important that people know and trust us. You know what I mean? And that's because there's so many people out there right now in the entertainment business that are, you know, people don't trust them. But I feel like we have to kind of show everybody that just because we're in Austin and just because we know some of these people, we have not changed who we are, like our core beliefs and values, which have always been a a deep love of the intelligence community. (laughs) And and Big Pharma. We knew this a year ago. I told my friends, my family, my crew, lawyers, everybody, the exact train of events that were going to unfold, how they'd roll it out, how they'd do it. How they beta test it in key areas, then bring it here, phase two, and now it's all here. And we know what phase three is, and we know it all. And then even Bill Gates came out and said, oh, this is just a drill. The real bio attack's coming, and got real excited and wiggled around in his chair. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six-Pack, and it was the worst. It was the worst shit I've ever watched. It just shows... Anybody can have a podcast, and uh, even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It, it's just, uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it like the plague. Abs in a six-pack! A-B-S-N-A-6, the number, P-A-C-K dot com. Hey, Alex, can you hear me? Yeah, of course I can hear you! I just want to tell you! Yeah, uh, so first off... I- you son of a piece of garbage! I hate you! My listeners hate you! And remember that scumbag forever. It was all, all poop water. 